here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Again, to the Voice Wrestling Podcast, I'm Rich Grace alongside, as always, Mr. Joe Lands. And Joe, it's a very special Sunday afternoon edition versus our usual Thursday night. But uh, yeah, the sun's out, so that's kind of different. But <laughs> special as in uh, uh, cramming one in uh, before. The, yes, exactly. Before the end of the week, because I, I vowed that we would get something done uh, because we couldn't get anything done Thursday. So. There was, uh, you know, doing it on a Sunday afternoon means that we kind of had to eliminate some things, uh, most notably Elimination Chamber, because by the time most people listen to this, that show will be over. Right. So our preview will be kind of stupid. (laughs) So there's no point previewing Elimination Chamber. I'm sure we will review Elimination Chamber in depth on Thursday, back in the normal uh, time period. But... Uh, there was no way that we can get through this week without talking about more complete embarrassments coming out of uh, total nonstop action wrestling and being caught with their pants down for the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth time over the last two weeks. It's, uh, and it's pretty surprising, too, that I, I can't recall another time where we have let off two shows in a row with TNA talk. <laughs> it's it's pretty remarkable. I mean, you you could you could say this is sort of a a, a pseudo ROH as well. well. We'll get into the details of their deal first because obviously they're, they're a big reason why this is happening, of course. But yeah, I think TNA is is, is one of the the primary stories. And I think what a lot of people want to hear, at least from us, because we're we're now the arbiters of like, and we're not even TNA. I don't want to say haters, but people always look to us for like because we just I don't know we the, the, us and the lunatics we get along. I don't know. Listen. We talk to each other a lot, and they, and they talk to us, and we have our, 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 our finger on the pulse of, of that little subset of fans. So. We tell it like it is. 
that's, that's and that's and that's what it is too. A lot of people dance around it. We just don't care. So we tell it like it is. Whether it's TNA or intergender wrestling or whatever you want to talk about, we tell it like it is. Uh, that's the bottom line. So there's no eggshell walking here. But uh, but yes, see, one of our I think one of our one of the things I'm most proud of. I'm like I'm like a proud papa when I look around the internet and I look around Twitter and I see people who don't follow us probably don't listen to this show, probably don't know we exist, don't even know who we are, and they use the term TNA lunatic fringe. Mm-hmm. That makes me so proud because we coined that term. <laughs> are, are we going to claim that WWE stole it as well? Well, they did. They did, Rich. I mean, we had been saying it almost two years prior to Dean Ambrose ever using I, it. I so. don't know if they stole it from us. I don't know if I'll <laughs> go that far. But I'm gonna, we, I'm gonna we coined the term TNA lunatic fringe years ago and and it, it just makes me so happy to look around was that our forum days was that even before we did the podcast really it was podcast was it okay yeah. I, it, it was it was because of durville though a guy we unfortunately spent a lot of time on message boards with Rich, he was the first he was like the patriarch Rich, correct richie durville is <laughs> i don't know if you can still find him on twitter but he's yeah let me, let me find he's out like if, the uh, patron cool. saint of the tna lunatic fringe if for us, at least. Well, for I mean, there aren't many more TNA lunatic fringe <laughs> extremists more extreme than Richie Durville, um, who you know we knew from you know our forum days. But it, as it turns out, he was a well-known TNA mental for many years, uh, you know, with other people as well. So yeah, Richie Durville, and, and, and I think you know he may have been the one that sparked the uh, the phrase TNA lunatic fringe. I don't know. All I know is we coined that term. Now everybody uses it, and it just makes me proud. I, I crack a little smile, Rich, every time I see somebody use the term TNA lunatic friend. <laughs> I, I can't find him on Twitter anymore. I, I know he's there somewhere, but uh, I don't know what his name is now. That will so. be our little footprints on, on you know, when someone gives the eulogy. When we're dead and buried. <laughs> when someone gives the eulogy of TNA, and it's probably coming soon, um, you know, if they mention TNA lunatic fringe somewhere in there, that that's, you know, that's that's our little stamp. But uh, but yeah, so you know, there's a lot of backtracking from the TNA Lunatic Fringe these days. Certainly, they all of a sudden <laughs> are big ROH fans. Yes, I have a new Bark of the Dog that we're going to break down in uh, excruciating detail here in a little bit. I, I will read it to you, and I'll let you. Have you have you read this yet? I have not read the. Okay, so you'll get a live reaction. Do not read it. I will read it for you, and you can give a live reaction on the new Bark of the Dog. But it is quite very much in that vein of. ROH is our friends and buddies and, and cohorts and, and let's take down WWE now together. And uh, okay. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. Isn't the dog D-A-W-G? Yeah, please specify. Is yeah. he not the same man who used to write condescending Ring of Honor show reviews for the TNA uh, Mecca? Uh, he does not bring that up in the uh, the the newest Bark of the I'm Dog. In fact, he, I'm almost positive he used to yeah. review the Ring of Honor television show and rip it to shreds. Well, he just said he reviewed it. In this Bark of the Dog, he just says he stayed up very late to review it and talk about it because he heard it was great. Oh. He doesn't mention uh, what he said in said reviews, but you know, forget about that he did. Forget about that goofball for a second. <laughs> There's a lot of backtracking going on from. TNA, I won't call it backtracking, but there's a lot of kissy, kitschy, smoochy, smoochy kind of stuff. Did you notice when uh, when Destination America sent out their tweet announcing that and shocking the world, by the way, 
I mean, it's shocking. Right, which we'll get to. We'll, we'll, we'll give all the we'll recaps. We'll get to it right now. Know. I mean, people know. I, most people let's, that are listening probably at this point know, but we'll give it a little bit of a recap. Well, just that, in let's case. jump in right now because that's basically okay. what spurned. I mean, we did the email stuff and everything last week. Let's jump right in with, with, with Ring of Honor here. So, Not sure. I forgot about the – I almost forgot that was last week. Like it was like said, so long this ago. This is like – this has been a horrible two weeks for TNA. Just not, <sighs> this has really not been good. I, I thought that was so many more weeks ago. I can't believe that was only last week. And if you're wondering, they still, oh, they still haven't God. sold a ticket to a fan since January. Well, but, I mean, that's not really what wrestling's all about, Joe. It's, that's, it's uh, about, uh, I, um, yeah, when, <laughs> I don't know what it's about. When you're the number two promotion in the world, <laughs> you don't have to sell tickets, Rich. Oh, you, just, you just have to film four months of TV in advance. Right. Before your pay-per-view and, and then some after your pay-per-view. Triple-A drew 17,000 fans <laughs> for their little trios deal last week or whatever it was. TNA is not going to draw 17,000 fans cumulatively the rest of the year. No. Okay. How many fit in the uh, the, the current uh, incarnation of the Impact Zone? Do you know? Is it that's because the old one used to be what? I don't It's 400. It I thought what it is because it's, I mean, none of them are paying. So it doesn't really right. matter fits, how many people it's there zero anyway. Paying fans is the point. Uh, the, yeah. So, you know, first, which I never understood. AAA just, make it, make it a dollar, right? Like zero. Triple A just sold more tickets to a show than TNA will sell for the rest of the year. Um, they, I don't see how Mr. Billy Corgan, because he's the one who claims they're the number two promotion in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. you could argue they're not the number two promotion on their own network. Yes, absolutely. As as of this announcement that we heard on on Thursday, or uh, yeah, th- uh, no Wednesday, Wednesday. Ring of Honor yes. just put nine hundred fan. Where'd they run their show last night? It was um, <sighs> they ran. The where was it? Was that the Collinsville? Where the hell was that one? Let me let me find out real quick. But they they was, did a pretty good crowd. I heard there were nine hundred people there. Legitimate question now. Will TNA sell 900 tickets the rest of the year? Will TNA sell a ticket the rest of the year? <laughs> I I would go on record as saying in the rest of their existence they will not sell. Um, will TNA sell a thousand tickets? A thousand yeah. tickets during the duration of the? Well, they will. You know why? Because they have the UK shows in January. Oh, Oklahoma City is where they were last night. Okay, and I, Good old Jr. was there. Yeah, I heard. I heard they, there was about 900 fans. At the Oklahoma State Fair Park. Okay. So somewhere between 700 and 1,000 fans. And that, that's what they've been doing consistently. I mean, I, I went In to the – uh, Yeah, I went to the Chicago Ridge show uh, a, few, a few months ago, and that, that, that was the biggest crowd I've ever seen there, ever. And that, that was – I think they said a little bit over 1,000, maybe 1,100 or whatever. It, it, was, it was fire hazard capacity at that place for sure. So. And, you know, when, you, when, when these TNA lunatics talk about how TNA is still the number two promotion in the world, which, you know, and, and you, you'll bring up AAA, you'll bring up New Japan – um, I mean, shit, you, you, you know, you can bring up, you can make an argument, Ring of Honor is a, a, a bigger and more prominent promotion than they are now. And, and the argument always goes back to with these nutcases of, well, what about our international television deals? <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you, David Bixenspan made a great point about that. I think it was him on Twitter. I, as a matter of fact, I'm 99% certain it was Bix on Twitter. He said, you know, they always talk about these great international television deals that they have. They can't be so hot because as soon as they lost the spike money, the production values went in the toilet and they had to cut half right. their roster. So how much money could they possibly be getting from these supposedly phenomenal international deals? They're not significant. They can't right. be Right, and, and people – and those people use that as the – you know, that's one of the things when people are – like when people even even consider saying, hey, you know, TNA you know, might die in the next – they go, no, 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 we have this th- these television deals. We can't die. It's like – 
they feel like there's these like ridiculously ironclad deals that just I mean because a like you said like like Vix pointed out they're not making that much money because you know once that spike subsidy you know went away it became nothing we heard from some people that one of the big blowups with Destination America was Dixie once again asking hey can we have a little bit more money to like you know get this thing off and running and, and ready to go. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But then, yeah, again, people say, well, they can't go away. I mean, they have these, you know, these spike deals or these overseas international deals or whatever. They, they can go away in, in an instant. Yeah, these, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. These networks can say, hey, you're gone. You know, you're out of business. All right, bye. Or like, hey, we don't want you anymore. It's like, like these that. are ironclads. Like, like these networks have to show. Well, it's not even that. It's the other way around. I mean, if even if some, even if the random television station that they're on in Malaysia which obviously, you know, like people are pointing it at as some kind of, you know, even if they want the TNA program, if TNA goes out of business and doesn't have programming to give them, it, well, and that's what I mean. People are acting like shit. there's so much money there that 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 TNA will will be afloat, you know, because of Malaysia and India and whatever the hell other ran. I mean, it's just it's 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 ludicrous. It's so ludicrous. It doesn't matter. It's... It means nothing. I mean, you know, New Japan has TV in the United States that about I, I'm assuming nobody watches that Axis show. I mean, first of all, nobody has Axis. Uh, second of all, nobody knows how many people are watching Axis. Nobody points to New Japan having television in, on Axis in, in, in North America as, as, as any kind of significant uh, business factor for them. They don't even promote New Japan World on the fucking show. Right. It's like, does it matter if TNA has some television show in Sri Lanka that 19 people are watching? Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. And, and, and again, it, obviously these deals aren't significant financially for them because, you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, just look at the budget cuts. Well, they have they 10 people on their goddamn active roster right now, so that could probably tell you hey, that. Look at, the budget, they're not... look at the budget cuts they were forced to make when they lost the spike money. That's the yeah. only money that mattered. Look, I'm not saying these international television... Look, if you can get them, sure, you take them. Okay, you take money. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Get, but you can't. You don't turn around and tell me they're significant. Don't turn around and tell me that you know is a stake to TNA's claim uh, that they're the number two wrestling promotion. The they don't even run paid shows. They don't run shows. Period. They don't run. I'd argue they're not even a wrestling. But where are the shows? They don't run any shows. When's the last show this promotion ran? When's the last time anybody bought a ticket? Get lost, Corgan. You're lost. <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? And he's going head on with Meltzer. Oh, I don't know. Billy Corgan has had a uh, an aggressive week. It, it's Billy. It, the one thing that's hilarious is imagine his Twitter account, which and 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 to be fair, I mean he's had Twitter for quite a few years. How many of like his music fans are on his Twitter following him and just wondering what the fuck has happened in the past two weeks? That's an excellent. Because this guy is just talking about like weird wrestling that they've never heard of, like arguing with people. It's just like like I imagine those people that are like what the hell like what is going on with this this man because he's just gone insane he's just gone absolutely nuts and there's not a chance those people give a shit what he's talking about no no um, not at all it's it's it, he's and he's embarrassing himself to the wrestling fans he's yes and it's the thing about that is he was hired for creative correct right exactly yeah why doesn't he keep his stupid mouth shut stop putting his foot in his mouth and just worry about the creative Sit in your little office, write the goofy storylines that you were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago that I ripped to shreds, and concentrate on what they hired you for. Why is he out front doing uh, PR work at this point? Yeah, there's no reason for him to be it's worrying about his reputation or sticking his neck out. I mean, just do your thing and leave. Like, let this, like, let this weird thing go away. They're paying you whatever. You're, you're probably paying them a little bit whatever. 
Just there's no reason to completely oh, so you destroy think, your. I think he's got a financial stake here. I yeah, I do. See, I don't know if I'll go that far. I think if you connect the dots, I think they're asking him to do this. I, and I'll tell you what, if they're not asking him to do this and fight the fight for them, because, you know, Dixie's been very, very – she's been practically silent on all of this yeah. publicly. Uh, seething behind the scenes, silent publicly. I think they're asking him to do this. and um, But at minimum, they're not asking him to shut the fuck up. So by, by allowing him to go out there and do this, whether they ask him or not, they're endorsing it. Because as an employee, they can tell him, hey, listen, Billy, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, chill out. Yeah. You know, what is it? And 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 to back that up a little bit, um, uh, that point up a little bit, we we have a source who was on the conference call. Okay? He listened in on the Dixie Carter emergency conference call. Yeah, that was the Friday one, the Friday uh which Correct, right? Yeah, I believe it was, was it was the day Friday, of the announcement. Yeah. Okay. The day of the uh, we're all over the place here, but on Friday, Destination America announced Ring of Honor would be coming to Destination America and running the one-hour syndicated show, the Sinclair Show, um, as a lead-in to Impact. Correct? Uh, I believe it was Wednesday, Wednesday but I think no, but the yeah, announcement well, was on Friday. Was the announcement on Friday? I could have swore it was on the twenty seventh, uh, which that that was Wednesday. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was so the announcement yeah, was on Wednesday. So the announcement on, they announced on Wednesday. The conference call was on Friday. That that's where we're mixed up. Okay. So, um, Dixie, now, now, egg on their face number 10 here, apparently, despite the fact that these talks have been going on for months, TNA had no clue that Destination America was talking to Ring of Honor. How is that even possible? Can you explain to me how that's even possible? Uh, how you don't hear through, look, we, <laughs> look, we know that. Through the grapevines, you got to hear something. Yeah, I, I don't know. Destination America and Ring of Honor were playing this very close to the vest. It caught everybody by surprise. But you figure if you're in the wrestling business, we know how wrestling people are. People talk, people whisper, people pass along notes under the table. How did they not know that this was going on on their own network underneath their own Well, notes? here's the problem is, is look at the company you're talking about. And look at the way that they approach business and the way that they approach the media and the way they, their fans approach other fans is they, they live in their little bubble. They put their finger in their ears and they go la, 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 la. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 it's, to me, it's not crazy that Dixie wouldn't know that. So they find out about the Ring of Honor deal on Twitter with the rest of us, which it is mind-blowing to me. Yes, um, <laughs> especially the employees of that said business. But, that... but here's the thing, Rich. Samoa Joe knew. Because oh, yeah. if you read between the lines on his cryptic Twitter uh, tweets in the days leading up, things are about to get crazier. You guys don't know what's coming. Like, he obviously. Right. I'm, we're gonna about to change the business as you know it. Like, business is not going to be the same ever again. It's, like, yeah. It's like, pretty clear that he knew. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't this, this tight state secret between Joe Coffin, whoever's running, and whoever Dixie send, accidentally sending emails to at Discovery. <laughs> because Samoa Joe knew. You gonna tell me that he's the only other person on Earth? I I don't buy that for one second. No, I I think a lot of people outside of TNA knew, but I, I I'm not I'm really honestly not surprised that they wouldn't know. Either Dixie wouldn't know or their employees because that's just how they operate. That's their their the way of life is that they they sh they shelter themselves from anything because they're so worried and, and it goes to the employee level too we see it all the time with the, the workers that are on twitter or whatever they, they've been brainwashed to say oh these guys hate us and this thing and this wrestling media and we don't talk to this many. like it doesn't surprise me whatsoever that this would happen well the fact of the matter is 
I mean, Dave alluded to it too, and there was still just people looking blankly. I mean, Dave said it a week ago, <laughs> like was putting little nuggets out there being like, hey, you know, like this is, I mean, the, the numerous things that he has put out over the past few weeks that, that led me to believe that he knows. And, you know, and then Bob Ryder goes, oh, you're an idiot, Dave. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Go shut up. And he's like, all right, fine. You know, you like, know, okay. Bob Ryder's another one. And he's another example where he works for TNA. They can tell him to shut up if they wanted to. And they don't. And don't. Uh, right. They just let these people make fools of themselves and make fools of the company on Twitter. And now everyone, you know, publicly, we're all getting a taste. We're all getting a little taste of what it must be like to do business with these absolute you know, ass wipe. They're ass wipes. Yeah. They're, 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 you know, now you see why they burn all of their business bridges in, 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 in record time. I mean, how could you do business with these people? I mean, you know, it's it's these this is these are not people who who know how to properly conduct business, and there's no control in that company. And I'm going to give you a good example, and 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 I kind of was I was going to say this before, but I lost track. But I'm glad you brought up Bob Ryder to back it up even more. We had someone on that conference call, and um, the fact of the matter is, you know, it, you know, Dave. We have nothing really new to add because Meltzer, you know, was either on the call or knew someone on the call as well and pretty much reported everything that our guy told us. But here's what I find telling. On Twitter that day, the TNA wrestlers were caught off guard just like TNA was caught off guard, just like the rest of us were caught off guard. And all of them, like ducks in a row, were lining up to kiss the ass of Ring of Honor. Oh, welcome to our network. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, Davey Richards. Hey, Rick of Honor. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> Long time no yeah. see. How's it going? Wednesday's going to be you awesome. <laughs> we, you know, we're, we're, we're neighbors now. Yeah, you know, and, and, and not a peep, not a peep out of anybody from Ring of Honor even mentioning the letters TNA. And I will tell you, from our source, who was on the conference call, he also told us everyone on the Ring of Honor side was told, you do not mention TNA. You do not talk about TNA. Nobody breathes a word about TNA. That's a company that has a little bit of control over their employees and has their ducks in a row lined up and is making sure nobody's talking out of school. Meanwhile, on the TNA side, you got Billy Corrigan and Bob Ryder arguing with Meltzer, arguing with the media, okay? And you got their wrestlers all angling for jobs for Ring of Honor because they could all see the writing on the wall. And MVP saying, hey, here's my email. Please book me. <laughs> MVP begging for bookings. <laughs> Other wrestlers kissing the ass of Ring of Honor, uh, looking for job, angling for jobs. And two of your front office employees <laughs> arguing with the most prominent member of the media who's gotten everything right so far. And yet they're still arguing with them. It's, it's amazing to me how unprofessional and out of control this company is. And it all starts from the top. It all starts with Dixie yep. Carter, Absolutely. who's lost. And our source that was on that call said she talked for – his exact words were she may have said 25 words on the entire conference call. Mm -hmm. And then it was you know, just the TNA wrestlers you know, just complaining that they were caught off guard, lack of – Right, and our like, question to him was what the hell did they talk about for 90 minutes? And he was just like it was painfully boring. They're just – they they didn't like guys ask questions and there was just vague answers and it was just like nothing like it's I, I cannot imagine waiting on a paycheck for, like you, you know what I mean like a being an employee of them it's just got and it's so I I I, cause I I I really do sympathize with all the guys that work there I, absolutely.
Absolutely. I really do. Absolutely. I mean, because this has got to be just the worst. I mean, you get to this call and the, the okay, we're doing this emergency conference call. We're going to talk about everything. And, and, and you got nothing in 90 minutes. It was just vague, you know, oh, yeah, 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 okay. What, what questions do you guys have? It was, like, it was yeah. basically airing of grievances. Right. It's like, of course, we, you know, this, this is where your leader, if they were, but they don't have anything to say. That's the thing. That's why don't even, I mean, it's, it it's so bizarre. It wasn't complaining. It was more like, why aren't we ever clued in on anything? Exactly. Yeah. Like, why, why are we finding this out on Twitter? Right. And, and, you know, I mean, no answer. First, the China tour goes up in smoke, and they were all counting on that to make. Oh, there was no China. What are you talking about, Joe? Oh, yeah. What China uh, tour? That's right. It never existed, even though multiple people alluded to it. They were um, just talking about the exotic countries they've never been to TJ before. TJ Perkins mentioning in an interview <laughs> as well that they have something big lined up in an exotic locale that they've never been to. Borash alluding to something big lined up in an exotic locale that they've never been to. Then a week later, uh, Dave reports that a China tour gets canceled, and we all pretend that the China tour. Well, well, well. Then okay, if the China tour never the Amazon, they were going to the if, Amazon. If the China so tour never existed, and to be fair, no one mentioned China by name because they were being good employees and they weren't supposed to mention China by name. But let's let's play along with the lunatic fringe. If the China tour never existed. Then please tell me what tour they're talking about. Because yeah, what exotic tour got canceled? Where is this ex- tour to an exotic locale, and why aren't they on it, and why aren't they going? So well, whether, it's happening in 2016, is what what they told us. Whether it was China or whether it was <laughs> uh, somewhere else, something got canceled. Okay, so you know, it, th- does the location really matter at this point? Does it really matter whether it was China or Bora Bora or Tasmania or fucking Norway? Does it make a difference? The point is, something got canceled because people were talking about a tour to somewhere they never been, and they're and and they're not touring. Okay, they're not going anywhere. So something got canceled. Why? But they will hyper focus on the idea that no one in TNA mentioned the word China as their evidence. That Dave makes things up. This is right. what you're dealing with. This, this is, is why it's... they're the lunatic fringe. <laughs> and you can't have reasonable conversations with these people. And oh, by the way, Billy Corgan has proven that he's nothing more. This man is nothing more than a high-profile celebrity version of a TNA lunatic fringer. That's what he mm-hmm. is. Because he has proven that you can't talk any sense with him. He's proven that facts don't matter. He gets called out for not reading what Dave writes and claims that he read it, even though he says things that contradict that he read what Dave writes. <laughs> That's the best part of the thing. It's like, yeah, I read it, Dave. You said this. He's like, I, I didn't. So Dave's like, no, I didn't. Like, God, like, no, I read it. I read it. I read it. No, you didn't because you keep arguing with me about something I said. Like, it's, it's, oh, God. There's a way just... to do PR without coming off like a blatant moron. Like, a, like, like you're nuts. Really? Yeah, it, it's. He's he's all he he's a he's the he's a celeb he's a member of the celebrity wing of the TNA lunatic. <laughs> that's what he that's all he is. The guy's nuts. He blew all his credibility this week. Any any. Uh, yeah, uh, people are people in Chicago kind of lost it a long time ago, but it, it, it's interesting. To see now everybody other... knows. Now everybody knows. Yeah, because if if you and talk to people who worked with him, he was nuts. Yeah, if you if you were anybody in the wrestling business as well, especially you hear from a lot of Chicago promoters or guys that have worked directly with him, you know, at either at AEW, either at Resistance Pro, you know, you know, the, the company he, you know, helped found. We, we emailed, you know, Jax Baron or whatever, you know, did some a, a few podcasts with them as well. You, you heard a lot of stuff as well from people from Chicago of just these how bizarre and how weird he really was, especially AEW. You hear a lot of really weird stuff. I know uh, uh, Dr. Keith um, 
Uh, Dr. Keith Lipinski was on a podcast on PW Ponderings a few, uh, you know, a few maybe about a month or so ago, and, and going over some of the stuff that Billy like pitched and and wanted to do, and like who would be fired, and all it just this really bizarre stuff, and and you really kind of sense that this guy was kind of a weird guy, and now everybody can see that. See, so having having weird ideas about wrestling is one thing. Well, no, Loon being like an outward Loon, like wanting, like, like basically telling him, Hey, why don't we fire everybody and hire all new guys that like, don't have any wrestling training because like, like bizarre stuff that was just like, uh, no, Billy, we're not going to do that. Like, sorry. Like not even weird idea. Just being a complete lunatic about stuff as well. And being very hard to work with that, that, that is prevailing thought you've heard from a lot of people being very hard to work with. So you can kind of see why, yeah. Well, maybe the, not not the best people person ever he's had so. problems for years maintaining band members and everything else so um and look a lot of times uh these musicians particularly front men particularly people who uh write their own they they, they 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 are control freaks and that's sort of an important part of being uh, a great artist or a great musician but that's neither here nor there I mean, the guys look he's 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 He's, he's proven himself to be crazy this week when it comes to the wrestling. That's 100% certain. And Bob Ryder, who the hell knows what that guy's deal is? He's – what does he do? Can somebody tell I, me what I, Bob I've never Ryder understood. I, no, I don't know. Someone tells me – because I know he used to do WCW Live back in the day. And people – every time anybody says, hey, what does Bob Ryder do? They go, okay. Well, he started at WCW Live. Like they start like 15 years ago. And then, and then they kind of just trail off and I never understand what he, his job is at TNA. I mean what – he's the guy at your job. Where you turn around and everyone says to themselves, "Hey, you know what does what does Rob do?" It was something about like it's, booking hotels or something. I thought like like traveling secretary stuff or something, something like that. But they don't go anywhere. So what does he do? Like it's like every office has opens that the guy. door to the impact zone once a day to figure out if it's still there. Oh, okay, they haven't moved us out yet. All right, cool. Like every, every job has that guy where he has a yeah. weird title and you don't know what he does. Like what does he do? What what does Bob Ryder do? For eight hours a day to justify his, his TNA paycheck. I'd really love to know what he does. He's never been classified as like, you know, the booker or a part of, you know, a main part of the creative team. He's never been an on air guy. What does he do? I would look, I'm not, I don't know if he does nothing or if he does something or if he, do, I, I just want to know what he does. I'd like, if anybody knows what Bob Ryder does, what he provides for TNA besides horrible PR. I would. I, I think that's what I think that his primary job is is to to rally the troops. But unfortunately, uh, yeah. It's just. Anyway. But yeah, to wrap it up, wrap up the that you know they they're a company that's out of control. There's no there's no leader. Um, you know, Ring of Honor clearly is is much more well structured at this point. Uh, they've handled all of this and far and now look here's the thing too. Here's something that also annoys me. There's some people saying. Why is everybody happy for Ring of Honor for getting on a network that people trashed TNA for getting on when they left Spike? Well, the answer, mm-hmm. the answer is simple. I don't see yeah, – that, that's really a stupid question because one company is moving up when they go to Destination America. The other company took about a 1,000 steps backwards by leaving Spike. So yes, it's it's sort of like the one man's trash is another man's treasure sort of uh, sort of deal there. Um, Ring of Honor was on these scattered syndicated Sinclair channels at all different hours at weird time frames, and oh by the way, we're still doing the same amount of viewers that TNA was doing on Destination America or in the same ballpark. Let's not forget Correct. that. Okay, yeah. and then they cut their little deal with with uh, with Nessin, which very few people got. Now they've cut a deal with. 
the local version of Nesson in Boston, which is actually a bigger score because now they're not only on in Boston, which is a, a good market for them, but DirecTV and Dish Network get that version of Nesson. So that opens up some things for them too. Uh, but getting on Destination America for them, uh, in theory, opens up a whole new set of eyeballs to their product for all the people in markets that were not getting the Sinclair show. This mm-hmm. is clearly a positive. Myself included. You're a great example. Now you get Ring of Honor because you're right, in Destination yeah. America. And you're in Chicago. Okay, so that's another uh, big market for them. And also, New York. I don't know if you heard of that. New York, New York. They're a uh, relatively big city. They also will now be getting Ring of Honor TV, which they weren't before. Absolutely. So. so this is clearly a step up for Ring of Honor, whereas Destination America was several steps backwards for TNA. They went from doing their like clockwork, 1.2 million viewers a week on Spike until things really started to circle the drain after they put Dixie through the table and everything else. And, you know, but even at their lowest points, what were they doing about 800,000 viewers a week? Roughly there. Yeah. I, I forgot Somewhere what the exact. Yeah. I think that it was, a, it was around there. Okay. Now on destination America, they're doing half that number. They're doing roughly 400,000 viewers a week, an enormous step backwards for TNA an enormous step forward for ring of honor. So yeah, Destination America is great news for Ring of Honor. It potentially doubles their viewing audience. It won't at first, I don't think. It's going to be interesting to see the ratings on on this first Wednesday. But uh, it potentially doubles their view. Where in the case of Ring of Honor, it slashed their viewing audience in half, and 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 by sixty or seventy percent from when they were at their peak. So yeah, that, that that's the difference there. I, you know, I, I don't even understand why yeah. I need to explain well, that. I mean, I thought it was. Well, you you brought up on Twitter. I think you brought up a reference on Twitter for sports fans, and and I thought it was it was, it was perfect. Is you have you know a former you know major league star, major league baseball star, and I mean not a star, but but a, a really good player that gets demoted to AAA because he's been bad for a while, and then he goes to AAA versus you know a twenty one year old guy who is who's doing really well in in AA who now goes up to AAA. Yes, they're in the same spot, but the guy that the, the young twenty one year old is that that's a big deal for him. That's okay. I'm one step away from, you know, you know the bigs or whatever. Whereas the, 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 the other guy, the TNA or whatever in this situation was in the bigs, but now they're in AAA. And now it's like, uh Oh, you know, yeah. that's hard to get out. I mean, you're, then you're kind of, oh, well, now you're down. Like it's, it's, you know, the next step is you're gone. You know, you're, you're out of the majors. You're, and that's, that's essentially what it is. It's one has an, an upward arrow and one has it. And one has a downward arrow. I mean, that that's, that's all you really, it's pretty bizarre. One other thing I wanted to address too, because there was a few people saying, "Well, you know, oh, well, Destination America was was complaining so much about TNA and selling ad rates and all this sort of stuff." Well, Ring of Honor is a wrestling show. Why do they want a wrestling show? I thought they didn't want wrestling. And that again is 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 it just takes a little bit of thinking so, to sur- figure so out what surface level to say something like that. Yeah, exactly. Think Glad about this a little bit. Think about this. Okay, so the difference is, and I alluded to it a little bit, is that TNA, and and we mentioned it with the Spike. You know, we've mentioned it numerous times, and people know, people that are in in the know know this that Spike was a big reason why TNA was able to get a lot of the stars they got, why they were getting big production values, why they were getting this, because Spike was subsidizing the goddamn product to put on their network. They were paying Kurt Angle, they were paying Sting, they were paying Hulk Hogan, they were paying a lot of the production value, you know, equipment and all that sort of stuff. That when they left Spike. And went to Destination America, all the budgets got cut a lot of ways. They still were getting money from Destination America. And one of the big blow-ups that we've heard from a lot of people, and I won't name names. I mean, you've seen it from a few different people, is that one of the big blow-ups between Destination America and, and TNA was Dixie asking for more money. And them going, okay, come on. Like, no. Like, you're not, you're not generating enough money for us to put money into you. That's a big difference. Ring of Honor doesn't need 
Destination America. Ring of Honor can exist without Destination America perfectly fine. And I'm sure Destination America is throwing them a little bit of money, but I guarantee you it is nowhere in the ballpark of what Destination America has to pay TNA. And that's the difference right there, is that Ring of Honor can exist on their own without being subsidized by Destination America. And we know the we know the, the deals, and we're, we're going to go through it here in a little bit, is that there's not a lot of production, extra production money that has to go into this. Ring of Honor already tapes the TV show. Ring of Honor has everything ready. They just need an outlet. So they're going to go, hey, here's the tape. There you go. The end. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. That's it. it, it Versus them, you know, Destination America having to foot a lot of the bill of TNA to get them even on there, and then they're not getting anything back. If they get the same ad rates and the same stuff for Ring of Honor, whatever, because the return on investment is 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 minimal. It's nothing. This is why Dave was talking about how Discovery instantly had buyer's remorse because even though they're um, providing far less money than Spike was to TNA, they're still subsidizing it to some extent. And they're just mm-hmm. like you just said, they're not getting any kind of rate of return on it and a return on investment on it. And, and that's the issue here. And, if, and, and what's patently obvious is if Ring of Honor can do close to this, they don't even have to do the same numbers that TNA is doing. If they could do close to the same numbers as TNA, then Discovery is going to move forward with the cancellation in September and slip Ring of Honor in there because it costs them nothing to put TNA on the to put Ring of Honor on the air, and they're going to be getting the same uh, return back, and it's going to be more profitable. It's just simple numbers. Right. It's just a number game here, and 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 that's what's happening. And and uh, the 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 TNA wrestlers are smart enough to sniff that out. Um, they see the writing on the wall, and that's why a lot of them are, are, are you know, kissing the ass of Ring of Honor right now because these guys are going to need a place to work soon. Um, and, and it you know, even more embarrassing is then TNA, more sloppy PR that anybody can see through, you know, announcing these, these new contracts for the Wolves and new contracts for Bram. Bram, yep. When, <laughs> you know, at, at best – these are simply restructured deals because these guys already had multi-year deals. And at worst, they're just desperately grasping at straws and announcing uh, renewed contracts that were renewed months ago. And either way, it's pathetic. The only word for that is pathetic. It's their, it, it, They're trying to put out this idea that they're thriving by saying that they're signing guys to new contracts. When anybody who – anybody – first of all, Anybody who pays close enough attention to wrestling, who, who would care that the wrestling company is signing wrestlers to new contracts, already knows that these guys were signed months ago. And the casual viewers who watch TNA on a weekly basis and have no idea what's going on with Dave Meltzer or Billy Corgan or, or anybody else or any of this drama, and they just like to put on wrestling once a week and put their feet up and forget about life for a couple hours – they're never going to see they, – they, they don't care that they resign these guys. Exactly, right. It doesn't right. make a difference it's to them. Completely meaningless to so them. So who yeah. are you speaking to when you, when, you, when you make this little shitty PR move? Who, in fact, are you – who are you trying to win over with this? Be- the dirt sheets. Because Dave. you're not fooling any of us. You're not, <laughs> you're not fooling the kind of people that read Dave Meltzer's newsletter or listen to this show because we're smarter than that. We know right, who in two seconds were able to pump up a screenshot and said, hey, you signed Bram in March. <laughs> like- so what – who – who, who is that – what master is that serving? It's just every step they take is the wrong step. It's amazing that this company never does anything right. What? It's really remarkable. It's, they really don't. It's, it's 
and even when they do stuff right, they screw it up very quickly. Like the, like the Billy Corgan thing, I honestly thought was was a decent idea for a little while. I, I thought, hey, you know what? Hey, you, you're getting this guy. He can he's, he's a creative guy. He's got a lot of ideas. You know, people talk about it. People were writing stories about it. They were big, you know, hey, Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. And then he goes on Twitter and he's a complete loon and just argues with everybody. That's like, God damn it. Like even even that, which was okay an okay idea for like two weeks, is already falling apart miserably. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's just too much. I don't. <laughs> for the record. Uh, Meltzer did reach out to Dixie Carter or says he did several times during the course of all this and she never answers him back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for all the people that say, you know, he doesn't. Well, and that's, you asked my question of how did nobody know? Cause I'm saying there's Dave who's saying, Hey, Dick, I can tell you, you know, they don't want to hear it from anybody. They live in their own little world and they don't, they don't want to hear from anybody. Yeah. They just, I, I don't know how they exist. I don't understand how you can run a company like that. It's, it's, and this is what happens. I mean, this is, this is the, how you, this is what this this is the result. Here's the, sled, here's the <laughs> sledgehammer. You ready for this one? Uh, Dave had the uh, – he printed in the Observer the memo that Discovery Network sent out two weeks ago. I'm going to read this verbatim, okay, and then we're going to react to this and then probably move on. Here it is. Quote, Destination America is not renewing TNA Wrestling next year. While the ratings were strong, the audience was not large enough to justify the program investment. We plan to honor the current contract and continue to air original episodes of TNA Wrestling on Friday nights through the end of the third quarter 2015. When the upfront rate card is, is, rate card is released, the Friday night anthology title will now be called American Tales, which will be a combination of paranormal and Americana programming. I hope this is good news given all of the advertisers that included TNA – on their DNA list. Okay. Now let me break that down for you. First of all, it's exactly what Rich said. It's It just doesn't justify the investment, which is why they uh, have decided to cancel. It's just not justifying the investment despite the strong ratings. It's, it's everything Rich just told you. Okay. Now, it did say it's continuing through Friday nights. This was before – remember, this is two weeks ago. This is before they announced the move to Wednesdays. Now, what I find telling here – is basically what they're telling advertisers is uh, that the, now, now, first of all, the DNA list. Here's what the DNA list is the DNA list is the do not advertise list. Okay? So, what this is, is when advertisers purchase ads on a network, you can purchase ads for the entire network instead of specifically purchasing ads for individual shows. So, mm-hmm. uh, Rich. Let's say you are, you know, you, you're representing, uh, I don't know, um, uh, Coca-Cola, okay? Rich is representing Coca-Cola. He could say, I really like you guys over Destination Mayor. I want to advertise on everything, okay? Uh, just stick my ads on every original show that you guys have. But this TNA thing, I don't like the demos. I don't like the type of people who watch it. It's not really something our brand wants to represent. We want to put TNA on our do not advertise list. Put them on the DNA list. That's what the DNA list is. Yeah. You can choose to advertise on the entire network, but you can pick and choose. Maybe you don't like Hillbilly Blood. Maybe you don't like uh, uh, Impact Wrestling, whatever the case may be. You can put those shows on your do not advertise list. So basically, let me reread the final sentence of that uh, memo that Discovery sent out. I hope this is good news given all of the advertisers that included (laughs) TNA on their DNA list. I'm going to read it one more time. 
I hope this is good news given all of the advertisers that included TNA on their DNA list. This is the most embarrassing piece of information in, in the last two weeks. And think about the ground that covers, Rich. Yeah. Think about the ground that covers. This to me is the most embarrassing piece of information that has come out about TNA yet. Because all of these advertisers who were advertising on Hillbilly Blood and Backyard <laughs> Barbecue Hillbilly uh, – Yeah, the Barbecue Grill Masters and whatever the hell. They're, what they're saying is – even though TNA does more viewers than all of these shows, we don't want our products advertised on TNA. Right. We'd rather TNA. be on the Bigfoot show, the, the one We'd where a bunch of hillbillies. The Bigfoot show that 20,000 <laughs> people are watching than the wrestling that 400,000 people are watching. Yeah, it's, it's. That's what that's saying. And yeah. this is why they're canceling them. Because despite the fact that a half a million people are turning on this show, no one's buying ads for it. You know, I'm screaming, but the people I need to be screaming at are never going to listen to this, so I'm wasting my breath. The people listening to this all understand what I'm saying, Rich. The lunatic fringe, unfortunately, is never going to listen to this. And even if they did, it wouldn't fucking matter because they would find a way to spin this into 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 some sort of positive or, or, or you know or, or claim this just or their old standby. Well, Dave's making it up. That memo doesn't exist. Yeah, that's when you can say that everything is made up and doesn't exist, that you can live in your little fantasy world and 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 and, and, and not be attached to reality. And that's exactly what this is. How embarrassing is that statement? Yeah, it, it's and that, and that's to be fair to TNA in a sense. I mean, it's very embarrassing, but it, it's an issue for all for wrestling. I mean, we we saw WWE this this past year as well. They've had to link up, or NBCU has linked them up. In sort of a, a an overall campaign, and and, and Mookie Ghan has talked about it too. Uh, in ah, but, Chris Rich, but Rich, you're right. It has been a problem for all of pro wrestling for decades, where they don't get yeah. the same ad rates of everything. But I tell you who it's not a problem for. It's not a problem for Ring of Honor because they don't need to be subsidized. Exactly. They've come full circle here. They can do the four hundred thousand viewers a week, and they can get the lower ad rates and still be profitable. For discovery, whereas, yeah. well, whereas no, I, TNA, I, mm -hmm. because they're so shitty business-wise with everything else that they do, and they haven't sold a ticket since January. Okay, they can exist under the uh, under the uh, the climate under this climate of shitty ad rates for wrestling because they need the network to subsidize them. So we've come full circle here, and hopefully we've hammered home the point. It's not horrible news for Ring of Honor because, like you said before, they can exist without Discovery's money. It's just a bonus for them. And it expands the universe. And maybe next year, instead of doing a thousand fans in every market, who knows? Maybe they have to rent out a bigger room, and maybe they'll be doing fifteen hundred or two thousand fans in every market. This can only be good for Ring of Honor. And it's and, and to me, that's such an indictment on on an embarrassing for Tina. And and you can and you can see why Discovery was immediately uh, uh, had that buyer's remorse that Dave talks about when they went into business with these animals. One thing, real quick, and then we'll, we'll move on here. What so what did they say they were going to call the Friday package of of programming? Because that, that's an interesting thing as well, and that that will affect Ring of Honor in a lot of ways too. What did they say that? Because I I, well, I have well, a little you, bit of a reference it here. It will not affect Ring of Honor because remember now they've this was before they put the wrestling on Wednesdays. But oh, correct. Okay, okay, I got so I got you now. Okay. After 
So this will not but apply to this saying, is the, the Friday. Okay, the Friday. This was before, they, is this be that. before okay. they announced Ring of Honor was, was coming. Got it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So no basically, mind. in the fall, what this memo was saying was that after we canceled Destination America, because by the way, the very first sentence of the memo is, Destination America is not renewing TNA Wrestling. That doesn't mean canceled, Joe. That means not renewed. Oh, well, you know. Let's do this argument yeah. again for four days. They're fucking off TV, okay? That's what it means, Johnson. It means they're off TV. It's the same thing, okay? So uh, basically what they're saying is after TNA was gone, unrenewed, canceled, whatever you want to call it, not renewed, uh, Friday nights they were putting on an anthology called American Tales, which would be a combination of paranormal and Americana programming, which despite doing probably a fraction of the viewers of TNA – somehow draws higher ad rates because nobody puts those shows on their DNA lists. It's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. It's pathetic. No, and what I wonder though, and, and I don't know if it specifies in there, and I actually, somebody who's probably knows a little bit more, I wonder if this is, they sort of looked at the WWE and NBCU thing and realized this is the way to sell ad rates for wrestling is to lump it into a, a, something else and sell it as, no, it's not Ring of Honor wrestling. Or, you know, and, and this might apply to Ring of Honor later down the line if they do that, and they call their Wednesday night you know, viewing, you know, America's Wednesday night or something like, you know, you know oh, what I mean? I that's, yeah. that's what I'm sort of wondering if they're alluding to that is that, Hey, in the meantime, when we're trying to sell ad rates for TNA and obviously this, this all changes with, with them moving to Wednesday, but I wonder if they're sort of seeing that model is that the TV stations aren't going to sell, Hey, we have this wrestling show. Do you want to advertise on it? Instead, they're going to sell a big package of, cause this is what NBCU and this is what universal and all that stuff is doing with WWE is they're not selling WWE. They're selling, you know, this channel, this package of shows you can advertise on because they have to find some way to sell fucking ad rates for wrestling because nobody wants to advertise on it. So if they call it America's Wednesday Sports Night or something like that, some ad rate is going to go, yeah, we'll, we'll do that because they don't think it's wrestling, that they're finding a way to get around that. So I wonder if that's what it's going to – I mean, it's not going to save TNA. It's not anything like that, but I'm, I'm interested to see if that affects Ring of Honor as well is that, hey, look, we can't sell ad rate to Ring of Honor Wrestling, but we can sell to Wednesday Sport Night or whatever. And they maybe put something else stupid on after that or so, you know, something like that. And that, that's what I think they're saying with In the Friday. Words, hide, hide the wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. So America's Tales. And it's, you know, one of them is Hillbilly Bigfoot Chase Down. And the next show is is TNA or whatever. And then they can kind of lump those two together and say, yeah, you're buying ad rates for America's Tales. And, and <laughs> TNA's in that. But you don't know that because another little piece of the story, which really speaks to if you read between the lines can see how the relationship between Discovery and, uh, and, 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 and TNA really fell apart because Discovery really is just – they're doing – they're just making decisions without consulting. They just don't care at this point because – Yeah, they don't give a shit. Because yeah. they've canceled them <laughs> and because Dixie Carter is attaching emails to people and calling them dummies. This is what happens when you do things like that. Here's another little pin. You can read between the lines here. It says that uh, uh, Destination America announced with no warning and after a month of television – had already been taped with references to Fridays that the show would be moved to Wednesdays. So they didn't even clue in TNA that they were shifting the show to Wednesdays, um, which, again, they just don't care what TNA thinks anymore. And they're yeah. not concerned with their relationship with TNA anymore because after September, uh, they don't plan to have them around. And they're going to see how this little trial run with Ring of Honor goes. And we should mention that it's a short-term deal with Ring of Honor to see how it goes. Yeah, I wanted to break that down real quick. Uh, just read everything we know about the Ring of Honor deal, just so we can get on kind of a bright side before we move on to, to other stuff. You want me to do that real yeah, quick? Just so everybody knows. Okay, so obviously we know the announcement was made this past Wednesday. Um, the station's going to start very soon. It's going to start June 3rd, so this next week, uh, airing at 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. So it'll be the bumper 
uh, of TNA in general. So, so that's another fun thing as well. It'll be Ring of Honor TNA and then Ring of Honor following it. So definitely making sure that they get on there a lot. Uh, the Ring of Honor deal with Destination America is short term, as you mentioned. It expires 12-2. So we have no idea what's going to happen past 12-2, but we'll see. It's an experiment that Destination America is going to try. Hey, what is what happens if we don't subsidize a wrestling company and it gets the same ratings? Yeah, that's all that is. So, of course, it's going to air in syndication. It's the same ones that are going to show uh, that, that Sinclair is going to get. So the Sinclair channels will get it a little bit prior or whatever, you know, whatever day. And, and then it'll go to Destination America. So it's not a brand new show specifically made for Destination America. It's the same stuff you're getting on Sinclair. But we, presumably production value will go up a little bit. They'll do some stuff. I'm sure it'll be slightly different. But, you know, it's, it's going to be the same basic show. Um What's pretty cool, though, uh, the, the first four uh, Ring of Honor shows, real quick, want to break that down, uh, are going to be from the 5-6 taping in Toronto. So this is the ones that are going to feature the New Japan talent as well, which is an interesting little caveat. And I, I, I wonder what New Japan has to think about that. But uh, I guess, you know, maybe, they, maybe they, it's, it, there's a good chance they may be asking them before and said, hey, is this cool? You know, they knew. <laughs> Samoa Joe knew. I'm sure a lot of people knew. So it's, it's possible they did that. But uh, yeah, the 6-3 the three, uh, the, the three show will have Kushida versus Will Ferreira, uh, Silas Young versus Watanabe, uh, Moose versus Colby Carino, and then the Briscoes versus uh, Donovan uh, J.D. Salin. Who is it? Donovan Jack or whatever the hell his name is. I forgot what it is. So that's kind of a weak first show, but that's all right. Uh, other stuff. It, so I mean, basically, it's going to be a lot of stuff from those tapings and, and from the Ring of Honor New Japan stuff. But essentially, yeah, it starts this next week, 6-3. Gets going 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern time for uh, people that want to see it. But uh, it's a great, I mean, it's a great deal for Ring of Honor. Absolutely. I mean, we, we've we've beat that over the head is that they were on all these Sinclair networks and it was fine. It was it was good. It was doing, you know, decent business. It was, it was what it was. But now they're, this Destination America thing opens them up to a lot of big networks, including big ones that were mainstays for a while. Chicago was a huge mainstay for Ring of Honor forever. But once their TV wasn't there, they said, hey, we can't really, you know, run the big shows there anymore. Now they probably can. And New York's another one as well that, that, speaks volumes of, of hate they're on you know new york and chicago now they weren't before that's all it is i mean it, it's there's nothing but good news for Ring yeah i mean and, and, and within the last month they've added destination america uh nesson national and nesson local right which, so they're and, in boston nesson, new york and chicago yeah. in, in a month span they they open those up and, and so nesson local is really in quotes because nesson local goes out to direct tv and dish i get nesson local and i live in texas so and i don't get nesson national so make sense of that, but so, <laughs> that's really bizarre. So yeah. they've added all the Nesson local is in more homes than the Nesson national. I mean, it's crazy, but uh, or available in more homes because it is on tiers or whatever. I think is that the way it is for WGN. I mean, I don't know because I live in Chicago. Do you get the w, WGN Chicago or do you get the WGN America? I get America. Okay, you get America. Okay, because I've been to other like I've gone to like hotels in in like California, and it's been the WGN Chicago and not the WGN America. And I'm like, the hell? Like, why yeah, would you not get the America? It is similar to that. I think they've got that a little bit it's better it's, now. It's but. similar, but WGN Chicago is it's a syndicate. They syndicate that all, all over the country too, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. So, um, but Bizarre. but yeah, it, it, it's strange. But yeah, you know, it's it's Destination America. You know, they were. Ring of Honor was already doing the same amount of viewers as TNA. They're adding on Destination America and Nesson. It, it, there's nothing negative here for Ring of Honor. It's all this is all positive news. And I mean, even if the Destination America thing doesn't work out for them, uh, for whatever reason, then it's it, they're not moving backwards. They're just going back to square one where they were at before. Um, they're, they're going right back to where they were. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. TNA is just a no. disaster. They're poor, they're poorly <laughs> run, and it's really come out uh, these past two weeks just how poorly run uh, that they are. And I think if they do eventually fold, we'll be starting to hear uh, 
some stories that will be even worse than what we've been um, exposed to over. The yeah, last whoever wants to write that tell-all book is 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 sitting on a gold mine. I mean, right now, whoever it is that really wants, because you gotta imagine. I mean, imagine this is what we see outwardly facing. Like this is what we read, and and can you only imagine what like internal emails, internal conference calls, internal meet, like you know what I mean? Like there's no way they aren't like quadruple, you, you know, numerous times worse than what we see I, out in the front. Not only that, how do these randoms get on their conference call? Yeah, that's bizarre. Every every website in the world that day said. uh we're gonna have a full report on the TNA Ring of Honor situation, but we're gonna <laughs> the internal conference. But we're call. gonna yeah. wait. But we're gonna wait until after the conference call, implying that they had people on the call, or that they would be on the call, or that people on the call would be immediately hanging up the phone and calling them. Um, uh, our stupid website had somebody. Yeah, and we're dumb. I mean, we're we didn't even try. Somebody said, "Hey, do you want it? Do you want info you on the conference call?" On the conference call. I mean, come on. How do you? Well, he, he he sent us a message and said, "Hey, do you need anybody? Do you need uh? Do you have anybody on the call? Or do you I need didn't any even info? know what he was and talking we, about." Yeah, we we responded like twelve hours later because we're like, "Wait, what? Like, oh right, yeah, Uncle. what what happened with that thing? Like, yeah, hey, do you want this info, dummies? Oh yeah, okay. It's 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 just amazing. It's to like me. not even trying to get info. In. <laughs> it's it's just uh, what a poorly run piece of shit company. I mean, is that is that the, is that the best way to end this? Yeah, what I think so. Well, I'm gonna end this with the bark of the dog. Oh, all right, no. we gotta break down bark of the dog. All right. Yeah, real real quick though. Uh, um, and now let's go to the market. I was going to talk about Ring of Honor, you know, why they scheduled their pay-per-views on certain days. But that's basically just to fill in with the TV network. So that's why they're doing, uh, you know, big shows on Fridays now. So that's it. Anything with that. All right, Joe, are you ready? I Okay. I haven't read it. But Hopefully there's some good. The cage has been opened. The content. dog is out. All right. Let's go. And it's been since uh, the last one we had was the uh, funny how things work out. The thing where, you know, he left his job and then he went to a new job and it was okay. Yes. And that was justification so, for them leaving Spike? Yes, because sometimes in life you have to take uh, two steps back to take one mm-hmm. step forward. By, Which by is the, evident by what's occurred the since The big dog then, so. logic. He's really going to love their next move then. <laughs> you know what? Screw TV. TV's old. Yeah. TV's diminishing. You, the, the, the key now is running that's gonna be, sold shows. You know the in... sad part? That's going to be the spin. They're going to get kicked off the air in September, just like Dave said. They're going to they're mm-hmm. leave the air in September. They're going to be. They're going to have no television. They're going to try to go web only. I guarantee they're going to try like a YouTube show nothing, for like two weeks. They're going to have nothing scheduled from September to January. But the Lunatic Fringe is going to be holding on to those UK shows, which oh, the January UK shows. As, like as last evidence year. that they still exist and they're still posts. But here's the thing about the UK shows: last year they were sold shows. I'm assuming that this year they're sold shows, which means we could have a scenario, and this would be so great. We could have a scenario where TNA is dead, officially dead, but they hold sh- they hold zombie shows after they're dead. Right. Because Maybe Richards has to fly over there. To right. Because they're sold shows, and right. wrestlers figure out oh, it's a chance for people to make money. Yeah. So what we're gonna have is a situation where TNA could be running, you know, these zombie shows, you know, post mortem after they die, because they're sold shows, and 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 there's no reason, you know. Not to honor that for the people who, you know, why wouldn't the wrestlers go over there and make a little money? So what you could have is a situation where Sheffield, England or Glasgow, Scotland or, you know, I don't know what cities they're running. One of those cities can end up being the Pine Bluff, Arkansas for TNA uh, Ah, being their final show where, of course, you know, the famous ECW Pine Bluff, Arkansas show, which was their final show. And and of all locales, uh, not Philly 
not New York, uh, not Buffalo, not one of their strongholds. No, Pine Bluff, Arkansas was the final ECW show. Tommy Dreamer doing the beer bash to close things out, which, by the way, a lot of the wrestlers still were not convinced that the company uh, was going to go under, you know, in the days leading up to that show. Yeah, it was until Paul Heyman walked out on Raw and they went, oh. Yeah, okay. this thing really is over, okay? <laughs> so it would just it, – it, it's sort of similar in a lot of ways where, you know, TNA's final show, it won't be in Orlando. It'll be in Glasgow, Scotland or, 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 or you know, somewhere in, in Ireland or something. Yeah, and, to be fair, that'd probably be a better send-off though. That would kind of be fitting for the last well, five years. Say, yeah. you, know what's, yeah. you know what's weird? If that's the case, you know, their beer bash, so to speak, the final – person to be standing in a TNA ring when it's all said and done is not going to be Jeff Jarrett. It's not going to be AJ Styles. It's not going to be Samoa Joe. It's not going to be Christopher Daniels. It's probably going to be rock star fucking spud in the middle of the ring somewhere in the UK doing the, uh, you know, the, the, the TNA beer bash, so to speak. Rock star spud. <laughs> if I told you three years ago, that TNA's final show ever was going to feature Rockstar Spud in the closing. But he's going to be the last person to stand in a TNA ring. Rich, that's going to happen. There's a the probability of that happening is probably has got to be about eighty percent, because he will be the local guy. Okay, he'll probably beat EC3 in the main event of one of those shows, pin him in the center of the ring, because it won't matter at that point. You can beat EC3 like a drum because the company will be dead. He's going to pin EC3, and he and Rockstar Spud, with his <laughs> stupid bow tie, is going to send off TNA I like Rockstar Spud. <laughs> forever. The point here isn't whether I like Rockstar yeah, no, Spud I, I, or I, yeah. not. The point here is Rockstar Spud is going to send off, is going to push the bottle into the water for TNA and and finish them off for good. Rockstar Spud, that's what this company has come to. Maybe Bobby Roode can do it and just reminisce on his last, you know, oh, ten no, years. Oh no, it's going to be Spud. No, I, I know, I know. It is but... going to be Spud. I, 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 I'm, I, I... and Fly Elix Skipper in maybe. Where's the Where's the Skipper these days? Bring him in. Where's the fly? Make these shows fun. They could really make these shows fun if they really wanted to. They really could. Where's the flying Elvises? Right. That's what I mean. Bring the the dicks. Where's the, uh, the penises? Yeah. Um, where's the midget who jerks off in the garbage can? Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Was that... Bring the, the the cage girls. We can have the, the the cages set up so the girls can dance in them again. Who was the classic old? Who was the masturbating midget? Was it Tio or was it Puppet? I don't remember. I don't care enough to look it up either. So. Maybe they can bring in uh, TNA star Rikishi Fatu, who they brought mm -hmm. in for one taping. They had him beat all of the TNA regulars, and then he was never heard from again. <laughs> that, was, yeah, that, was, that wasn't that long ago. That's the best part, is that wasn't like the first two years of, of TNA. No, that was like not that long ago. That that Their occurred. fixation with former <laughs> WWE wrestles. Oh, God. Have you ever watched that first TNA show? Uh, you kind of knew the whole thing wasn't going anywhere ever again. It was so bad. Yeah. Like, the, the whole angle was, like, everybody was bitching about, like, the stipulation for the main event. It's just like, God. And, you know, you can you can, you can can bring in all those guys, and you can bring in Vince Russo to book the shows. Why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd love it. Yeah. You know, let him lay it out. Right, because the whole promotion was a joke on a, on a name. So let's, uh, let's just end it he out. He could come out for the first show, press his famous restart button and run a week's worth of angles or whatever for the final week of shows.
It'd be his dream. It, that would actually be his dream. And then he can... A self-contained... Yeah, that actually would be perfect. Then he can close out TNA with the beer bath. Which would be very fitting, yes. He can he can grab the, the pitchfork and hit the, the big TNA sign and knock it down. You know, Borash... Destroy Borash should really be the last guy in the ring. He should just weep openly in the middle of the ring is what Borash Borash really works his ass off. <laughs> he really does. I mean, that, that guy, I really do feel bad. You, for, you go to a TNA this. live show, and I have been too many um because you know i had to doctor the photographs rich i, yeah. I couldn't doctor the oh, photographs you doctor unless i went to the shows so you had to show you had to literally show gil kim wrestling in the middle of the ring for people to believe yes that there could possibly not be that many people there but yes right. sorry, i forgot i forgot about that little nugget first first i snuck God. into the building oh, first, first i snuck into the building and took the pictures of the empty seats two hours before the show that was accusation <laughs> number one from the lunatic fringe <laughs> so I waited for the second match. I forgot about that. I, I said, okay, that's fine. So I walked up to the rafters, the furthest point I could in the building. I'm sure the pictures are still on our Twitter feed somewhere. I walked up to the furthest point I could in the rafters to get the widest angle possible of Gail Kim in the ring during the second match with the same seats. She's an ant. She's an ant. You're so far up here. I mean, so the, the same seats were still empty. It was the second match. Okay. I gave plenty of time for the late arriving crowd. <laughs> yeah, late arriving crowd to a TNA show. I showed up ten minutes before bell time and parked literally fifty feet from the door. Okay, <laughs> so took a picture, Gail Kim in the ring, and then it shifted from okay, you're not there two hours early, but you doctored the photographs. Right, and if they know anything about you, you're a wor- you're a master of Photoshop and and, and just a- everything, in j- especially on your phone, which is an impressive feat, nonetheless. On but. my phone. From the arena, I doctored the photographs <laughs> to erase the fans from the seats because according to the TNA lunatic fringe correspondents that were there, there were like, I don't know, 2,000 fans there, which was not the case, yeah. not even close. So, all right, can we please, let's move on to the big moment. Yeah, let's please move on. I, I, well, I got to bark, the, we got to bark the dogs first yeah. and then we can officially just bury them. We'll, we, maybe we'll go Chikara style and just bury them and then never talk yeah, it's about the Oh, no, that'll never happen. Listen, we got to talk about their demise. We, At least until September, right? I mean, there's not, they're not going to be doing that. I won't, Slammiversary we'll is coming up. I'm sure we're going to have a, gig- oh, a gigantic preview and review. A, pre- of yeah, a, a multi-person roundtable preview, you know, live coverage, I'm sure. This EC3's big moment, man. We got to do... Uh... It's true. I, I voted for him, so hopefully it, hopefully it pays off. All right. Are you ready for the Bark of the Dog? Right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So he's emerged in the cage for another Bark of the Dog, an open letter to Ring of Honor fans what the spark of the dog is it's been a little while since i've had the time to write a column being super busy has prevented me from doing as much writing as i'd like because i literally do not have the time but i felt compelled (laughs) i can tell you what he's not busy doing he's not busy going to tna shows because they haven't run a a paying event since january okay move on he literally did not have any time time did did not exist time. time did not exist for uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dog here. Uh, but I felt compelled enough to carve out some time to write an open letter to Ring of Honor fans today. There is an important day coming up this Wednesday, June 3rd. It is a big night for TNA. It is a big night for Ring of Honor. So why not celebrate this night together and bury, bury the hatchet? Or bury the hatchet, sorry. I know Ring of Honor fans have talked a lot of smack about TNA and its fan base in the past. TNA fans have been uh, innocent in this regard. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> TNA fans have not been in a oh, sit-down recliner. I was like, what? I about, tell I, like, me it read the other way. I know. I, I thought it did. I thought there was that luna, that amount of lunacy that they were like, look, we've been perfectly nice to you guys from the beginning. But no, I'm sorry. I apologize. That was, my brain wanted it to be that, but it's definitely TNA fans have not been innocent in this regard either. And we totally own the fact that we have also had some blunt and critical things to say in return about Ring of Honor and their overall product. The past is the past. Those things will not necessarily be totally forgotten, and they shouldn't. Uh, I'm not asking you to forget all those uh, about all those things that we that have happened in the past up until this point between the two fan bases. My God, that's a long sentence. Don't please, don't write like that. Um, however, we are we at TNA Mecca are extending our hand to you. It's simple. Shake our hand. We are asking you politely and respectfully. How is he gonna? How long is he gonna keep babbling on and on and on about the trade? We get it. Move on. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. There's another terrible. How much terrible further thing. does this go? Does this, does this? It goes on a little. While. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip this next paragraph. It's about how his history of becoming a wrestling fan, but we don't care. Okay, my and, name and is Reese. Hold on I, a second. I got another problem with that. He closes uh, with. Uh, he's offering a handshake. How did he phrase that? Shake our hand. Do it. Uh, what did it say? Shake our hand. We're asking you politely and respectfully. Why didn't he work in a, a, code, a code of honor reference there? Right. He well, wants he to do the whole handshake gimmick. My name is Reese. I got my writing alias and a longtime nickname Big Dog here at Tina Mecca and on Twitter. I'm honest and sincere in this plea to Ring of Honor fans. If you are still reading, thank you. I will be providing oh, a I, Ring I of Honor. I can tell you right now, half the people aren't reading anymore because <laughs> they're, they're still going on about this plea. What is this plea? Don't know. Go ahead. I will be providing a Ring of Honor review every week on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on TNA Mecca on our debuting live discussion starting June 3rd. Okay, stop, he, stop. Live is capitalized. That's why I put the He's going to be reviewing Ring of Honor. Yes, on the live discussion starting June 3rd. Uh, this big dog might be craftier than we think. This could be him sliding right into rohmecca.com mm-hmm. when tnamecca.com uh, you know, hits the pavement. That's the first thing I thought. This is definitely not the first time that I've watched Ring of Honor. Those that have been here on our comment section for months and approaching years, plural. I, I mean, years is... Okay. Wait, wait, no, wait a second. He wrote out plural? Yeah, he, wrote, he said in approaching wait, read years. That again. Read that again. Parentheses. Okay. Those that have been here in our comment in our comment section for munch and approaching years, parentheses plural, know wait, that wait, there wait, is. Wait, wait. It's implied the, stop, by stop, years stop. and not so years. He, he wrote the word years. Yes, and then had to make sure that you knew that years is plural and, 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 and parentheses, not. Parentheses, he wrote plural. <laughs> right. As if there is not another word, as if year does not exist in, in, the, in the lexicon of. So <laughs> it says years with an S. Yes. But then it, and in parentheses, it says plural. In case you didn't know that years indicated plural, that years is the plural of year. So more than a year, Joe, in case you didn't. Are you following the dog? Yeah. Okay, know that there is a time that I would stay up until 1.35 a.m. Eastern. I love the specifics here because that's when Ring of Honor would be shown in my area on my local CBS affiliate station on my cable package. Good. I, I'm glad you let us know all this uh, increasing details. Uh, and watch the one-hour show. This is the first same sentence, by the way, that we're still doing. And watch the one-hour show and share my thoughts on the episode. I'd usually be up till 3 a.m. in the morning, and I did it to watch Ring of Honor. I kept hearing about how awesome Ring of Honor was from people that watch both the TNA and Ring of Honor product and some exclusively Ring of Honor fans. So I finally gave it a true and objective chance. Even though I was very critical and harsh at times, and there were, gl- there were glimpses of brilliance and an amazing pro wrestling that I saw and commented on too, I did have some positive things to say about Ring of Honor's product. Stop. I, did this- <laughs> I told you, this is the guy on Mecca who used to review Ring of Honor, yep. and he used to rip it to shreds, and you can hear him backtracking in that statement. I told you this was the guy. 
someone used to review it on that site, and I'm pretty sure it was the DAWG that used to review Ring of Honor. And it used to be the most condescending. We got to dig these up. I'm sure they deleted Yeah, we'll have to find these. Yeah, we'll, we'll... Uh, um, I, they were the most condescending. They, they were a running joke for a while until people got bored with it. He used to bury Ring of Honor. And, and this is all part of that insecurity that the TNA lunatic fringe has always had towards Ring of Honor, which is why it's so ironic that it's Ring of Honor that's eventually going to push them, give them that gentle nudge off of the Destination America cliff. Right. It wouldn't be as cool if it was Global Force. It would it'd be, I mean, it's still uh, Jeff Jarrett, but, well, that would happen but a it's bit too. still so much. It's still so much more. It, it, for people that are really in the know, this Ring of Honor one is like the the the, the nice, the, even the better little nugget, like the, the very fine steak versus just a very good it, steak. It, you, like you know? if it were Lucha Underground, it wouldn't have the same panache at all that no, it no. does since it's Ring of Honor because they are so insecure towards Ring of Honor. When it comes to WWE, it's like, all right, they, they, they know... They, they trash the WWE product, but they know they can't touch the WWE. You know, they, they concede that they're quote-unquote number two. But they've been fighting off this Ring of Honor thing because they're very insecure about Ring of Honor. Because deep down, they know Ring of Honor is, is a better-run company and has all the upward momentum. And they're, you know, so they've always been insecure about Ring of Honor. Always. And his old reviews, hopefully we can dig them up, will show that. Go ahead. All right. Um, I did. Uh, I did have some positive things to say about Ring of Honor's product. See, he's I did already. Without... See, stop. He's already setting you up because he knows that he did nothing but bury them in those reviews. So he's going. He saw out some of brilliance. Saw some brilliance. He's, he just doesn't yeah, remember. But. He's going out of his way to tell you that uh, that he did see some good stuff uh, with Ring of Honor because he. I'm telling you, this is the guy. Go ahead. I did this without knowledge, uh, without any knowledge that eventually Ring of Honor and TNA would both be shown the same night on the same network. Now, eventually, that run of doing my ROH review lost steam, and that's because my daily schedule changed. It because it became very inconvenient to stay up that late for me. Just an awful sentence. I'm not even going to reread it. It's that's how that's how it was written. So I'm not going to. Uh, now it will be very convenient to watch Ring of Honor again directly before my weekly Impact viewing. I am not alone in this regard. Big markets all over the United States will have access to Ring of Honor for the first time ever. Other U.S. markets will have the show available in prime time for the first time ever. This is significant and should not be taken lightly. ROH fans, your COO Joe Coff had an interview with the legend Bill Apter earlier this week. If you haven't already, I would suggest watching it because he does not talk crap about TNA. Instead, he is actually embracing this partnership with TNA and Destination America. An exact quote from Joe Coff in this interview is, I couldn't think of a better neighbor than Impact Wrestling. Essentially, the boss of Ring of Honor is saying those words. Okay. Yeah, you just told us he said those words. I God. Jeez. At this point, Ring of Honor fans acting disrespectful and nasty towards TNA is on them. When their CEO is setting a precedent, uh, precedence, sorry, uh, to play, I, I, I was trying to correct him, but precedence, uh, to play nice with TNA. Well, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please tell me he wrote president, like as in George Washington. No, no, he Martin said precedence. Okay, okay. Precedence, okay. yeah. Uh, this is smart business and is totally in the same vein of what I am saying in this letter to you, the Ring of Honor fans. We here at TNA and Mecca are not privy to what level of cross-promotion and advertising these two promotions will share with each other. Oh, which is, I'm, assuming numerous. Yeah. I'm privy to it, big D-A-W-G. <laughs> it will be zero. It will be none. Right. Go. Judging by the first week of Ring of Honor, I, I think it's going to be next to nothing. Um, I imagine Destination America and the two companies will make some concessions and compromises, and those things are still evolving. Stop. There will be no concessions. There will be no compromising. They're a television show airing before your show. And if Bill Apter didn't ask Jokoff about your show, uh, he would have never mentioned that show or given that perfectly acceptable 
PR comment of we couldn't think of a better uh, partner or whatever he said. That's how you better do neighbor. PR. A better neighbor, not partner. Oh, a neighbor. A neighbor. Okay, a neighbor. A neighbor. Very we, we live distinct. next to each other. Well, that's a very And when we mow lawns, we nod at each other, and that's all we do. Yes, and I'll tell you that <laughs> – Partner is different than neighbor. Oh, very, very different. different. Very important distinction. But that is good PR. He didn't bring him up until the question was asked, and he just gave a nice, pleasant little statement. Didn't trash him. Didn't put them over. Just said, look, I can't think of a better neighbor. That's fine. He would have said the same thing if the question was about hillbilly blood. That's how you do PR. And believe me, Joe Koff is not a master of PR either. He's put his foot in his mouth many times, and even he got this better than the, than the TNA dopes got it all week. Okay, That's how you handle it. Just make a nice, clean statement, and that's exactly what he did. Now, the big dog trumpeting this is some sort of evidence that Ring of Honor wants to work hand-in-hand with TNA. Well, we all know he's nuts. Well, go ahead. Yep. Uh, Eagles will have to be put aside uh, for, that, uh, for that to happen. But based off Twitter interactions I've seen and what key management members have said so far, that door is open. We shall see, but seem, uh, things seem to be getting off on the right foot so far. And key members means only people that work in TNA and nobody in Ring of Honor. But, okay. Uh, my overall point is that we need to unite as much as we can as our collective fan base. To what degree this will be, uh, that, uh, to what degree that is will be up to you. I'm not telling you what to do. <laughs> there are a lot of ROH fans oh, that will read this, this so and bad. share this letter. Good. Please do. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. I am speaking only for the TNA fans and TNA Mecca. I'm not speaking for TNA Wrestling. What I'm is not he work saying? For TNA. I don't understand I don't what he's saying. <laughs> I don't know, What Joe. is he I saying? I'm going to skip this paragraph. This oh, paragraph doesn't going. go anywhere. I want to hear more of this. Oh, God. I don't want to read this. It's, it's, it's written so horribly. over and over. Keep talking, please. Our objective is not to get the most clicks, in quotes, because that's what Dave does is get the most clicks, even though his fucking newsletter is paid for scription. There's no clicks, and there's no. And he doesn't get paid that way. But they always. I love how they bring that up. Oh, you're just trying to get the clicks, Dave. And he, this week, finally said, you realize I don't make money by clicks, right? Unbelievable. Go ahead. He probably should. I mean, if he was good at making it, he probably could. But he does. He makes money on people buying it monthly. It does not matter if okay. Uh, get most of the clicks, nor make ad revenue dollars. We are legit fans that love pro wrestling. That is it. We have no hidden agenda. Again, we are extending our hand to you, the Ring of Honor fans, to stop the negativity, and we will do the same. Some lighthearted joking from both sides will be acceptable, oh, but God. respect will be shown here for both stop, ROH stop, and stop, TNA. Stop! Stop! So he's making the rules here. Yes, I'm not telling you what to do, but here's what we should do. I'm not <laughs> telling you what to do, but here's the rules. But here's the exact form Light, that we should take. Lighthearted rib tickling is okay. We're okay with that. If you want to elbow me in the ribs and tell me a knee slapper, we're good with that, Ring of Honor fan. But there'll be none of that mean-spirited stuff. Not from no. the TNA mecca where, uh, you know, only the death threats and the mean spears of is reserved for Dave Meltzer and Dave Meltzer only, guys. Okay? None of that mean-spirited stuff towards television shows. But if you want to throw death threats to Meltzer and say that right. you're going to go to San Jose and kill him. That's okay. Yeah, look up his address and get your baseball bat. Yeah, that, that's okay. Yes, that's all right. But, you know, let's 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 keep this cordial, okay? Only a little knee slap and stuff. Only only the rib ticklers around here when it comes to trashing each other's show. Let's see how long they stick to the big dog's rules. You may continue. All right, we have two paragraphs left. One of them is a monster, but that's okay. Uh, I know there are a lot of fans and commenters that frequent TNA yeah, Mecca on, that no, also stop, watch stop, the Ring of Honor product. Oh, God, just let me finish. No, I can't let you finish. Did, did he also say that TNA Mecca doesn't attempt to make money? Yes. Did he, didn't you he say says, that? He says we're not in the business of, uh, of getting clicks or making ad revenue. Hmm. And what's the point of the site? I don't know. For free, it's for real fans that love wrestling, that just want to talk wrestling. So wait. 
this site generates zero dollars. Is that what he's saying? I, I don't know. So they're just flushing money down the toilet. I, I block all the ads on this site, so I have no idea. I don't want them to make any money from me spending time on them. So that. All right. They're they're probably just spending. Yeah, they're probably just wasting all their money on. Just all right, I, all right, I don't go know. ahead. Go ahead. All right. I know there are a lot of fans. That, okay. I, I, there's a lot of fans on the Mecca that that watch the TNA product. We will be talking about Ring of Honor every Wednesday now moving forward. They're they're. There have been some mean things said by all of us in the past, but it's time I know. to move past that and come together as times. one. You said it a thousand times. What's his name? Uh, the big dog. No, no, no. What's his name? Said, oh, Reese. Reese. Listen, Reese. You made this point 15 times already. Yeah, we get it. You've slung mud. Move on. Get to the point. Go ahead. The fact is that all non-WWE promotions need to unite together. TNA has extended their hand in recent years to House of Hardcore, AAA, Evolve, Wrestle One, and other independent promotions. And now the most unlikely of allies has surfaced with this new Destination well, stop, American stop, TV. Stop, 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 stop. When did TNA extend their hand to Evolve? Uh, have you been on Twitter this weekend? Well, you know, I, Gabe putting over TNA is not TNA extending their hand to Evolve. Uh, Billy put over to, uh, uh, Evolve as well. They, they had a video that came out as well talking That's about because how... because Billy and and and, uh, uh, and Gabe are buddies. I know. People are making too much of that. Why do people care about that? They're friends. What do you, what do you want to do? Oh, I, I mean, I don't care. Yeah, but, I don't think it's but, a big deal. But, but when did they ever extend their hand to Evolve? Is he referencing the fact that TNA talent works Evolve shows now? That's not, uh, possibly. That's not TNA extending their hand to evolve. That's those guys looking for or work. Or other yeah. independent promotions. That's TNA being so incompetent and being such a lousy company and being such a shit employer that they don't have work for these people. Yeah, the Drew Galloway needs to get paid and feed his family. So. And in order <laughs> to allow these people to put food on the table, they're graciously allowing them to work other dates. That's all that means. Because when TNA was running shows, they weren't extending their hand to anybody. They weren't letting these guys work dates. And when they were letting them work dates, they were taking a percentage. So what kind of extended hand is that? Go ahead. They extended their hand to Russell 1. Remember that? When Russell 1 said, hey, yeah, you can just kind of come and <laughs> steal our pay-per-view with us. <laughs> You have nowhere to run your show and nowhere to show it. Yeah, you can. You can yeah, yeah. Way, I, so, th I think that hand was extended. In <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, okay. uh, we'll pay all the money and do everything. You guys could just kind of come if you want. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Here's our hand. A lot of these like... hands are extended <laughs> right. in the other direction. Let's be honest. Oh, God. Uh, in closing, I'm speaking to, to the part of you that is a pro wrestling fan. Forget promotion names and discard your biases for just a moment. Why are you a wrestling fan? Why do you invest so much time, energy, and thought into watching wrestling? We have, we each have our stories and a lot of other memories of pro wrestling going back to our childhoods, like I mentioned before. Is it more important for you to talk shit about a promotion that you not prefer, or is it more important to just simply be a fan? Ask yourself that question. The time has come to put aside the hate and the negativity. <laughs> we are willing to do that on our end. Are you also willing to do that? It's time for wrestling fans to hashtag stand up for pro wrestling. It's time for our fans to hashtag watch ROH. It's time for fans to hashtag show your impact. It's time for our fans to watch Ring of Honor and TNA together on Wednesday nights in Destination America. Let's make this three-hour block on Wednesday nights a fun time. We have at least 26 weeks of this ahead of us. We are committed to playing nice and watching both the products. Uh, we are still and always will be TNA Mecca but we are willing to make an exception in covering the Ring of Honor product for the foreseeable future, at least as long as they are both on the same TV network for a combined three-hour block of programming. This is our commitment, and our word is bond. 
All Ring of Honor fans that can communicate civilly in our comment section are welcome here at TNA Mecca. Sincerely, Big Dog. I feel like you should have read all of that while Battle Hymn of the Republic played quietly. In the, <laughs> the little drum roll, and then he, he sounds like, you know, a, a great general leading his people. Um, I don't know what to say. I, there's just not a lot there to... He just repeats himself endlessly. We know Alex Wedland is not editing that stuff. We know he's not on the other side working for TNA Mecca. I can promise you that. Because the big dog could use a little editing. He, he could. And a fun thing, I don't know if you noticed this, he said, we have at least 26 weeks of this ahead of us, Joe. At least. Now, I know you're, you're a mathematician. Where does 26 weeks get you? You know, it sounds to me like the big dog is coming to grips with the idea that that impact no. can be no more. Mm -mm. I think he Count is... it out. I just counted out. What's 26 oh, weeks? So he got the math wrong? What's 26 weeks? December 2nd, when Ring of Honor's uh, trial run at Destination America ends. Oh, <laughs> he's counting the end of the, <laughs> of the Ring of Honor deal. Yep, I just counted it. That's exactly, if, if you go from uh, June 3rd into December 2nd. <laughs> so we have at least 26 weeks of this show to hang out and, <laughs> and like each other and do all this. And then so, you guys are going to hit the bricks and we're so going to... So I gave him too much credit. He's yeah. not, not conceding that the cancellation is true. No. He's saying, hey, look, Ring of Honor. You'll 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 at least be around until the end of, until December second. You at least got that long with us. This goof does not even realize that he's going to be long gone before then. I gave him too much credit. Yeah. What can you say about the big dog that has the big dog has said? spoken? The big dog has barked. He has barked. When was the last? His last bark was what? Uh, I don't know if there's an archive. It was of barks, when they left but, uh... for Destination America. Well, no, I think it was a few months after that, actually. Um, yeah, it was, um, let's see, May 30th, and let me find out when that one was. That one was January 2nd. Wow, so was, we're, we're talking about... No, sorry, January 22nd, J January 21st, January 21st. All right, so what are we talking about, so, like quarterly barks here we get? Yeah, quarterly, yeah, that's fine. We get quarterly barks? That's not enough for me. I need more bark than that. It's not satiating my need for barks. <laughs> I, need, I need more barks than the quarterly barks. Big dog. Uh, well, he's gonna be reviewing Ring of Honor weekly, so th there you go. What's his name? Let me make an appeal. What's his name again? Reese. 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 Let me make another appeal. I'm I'm shooting Reese. I'm shooting here. Uh oh. Reese, we need more barks. Okay, I know you're listening to this because you know people are gonna tell you that we that 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 we we read off the bark at the door. We're giving you a lot of attention. You're gonna get some clicks out of this. I know you don't want those clicks, but uh, you're gonna get them. Reese, we need more than quarterly barks. We really, if we can get a bark a week. I think that would at least that that would satiate my need for a bark. Would it would it for you, Rich, if we got it weekly? Um, every other week would be fine. I don't want to go crazy. I mean, he doesn't have to go crazy. Every other week is fine. Could you? I mean, he's a busy man. He can't bark all the time. He's a busy man. Look, he took two steps backwards to take that step forward, and he's out there doing the thing, uh, much like uh, TNA is. And and maybe he doesn't have the time. He you know he literally didn't have the time, Rich. No, he literally has no time. He literally like time does not exist. For time him. does no. not exist for him. But I, I'm, I'm this is an open plea to uh, to uh, Reese. To, to Reese. Reese. Why can't I remember that? I gotta. I've gotta. Uh, who's the guy in WCW? Ron Reese. Ron Reese. That was uh, yeah. And then he was part of the Flock, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, what the hell is his name on the Flock? Reese. I just know this. He was also the Yeti. Was, right? was just, so he was the Yeti. Oh, it was Reese. Yeah, and he was the Yeti as well. So yes. So uh, that's how I, I'm gonna have to remember the big dog in those terms from now on. Mm -hmm. um, Just look at the Yeti. 
uh, you know, that, that, you know, I, I really, I was going to kind of put him over for being savvy and recognizing that the end is near, but you know, <laughs> you were, you were smart there. You spotted that you spotted that 26 weeks. And, I thought that was a little long for September. <laughs> and, and this dope is, is actually pinpoint. This is amazing how he's no selling the idea that te- that impact is coming to an end. And maybe if you, maybe we got at least twenty six weeks with you guys. At least <laughs> if they want. This should be that. fun. This should be fun while you guys come on and you know. Yeah, it's like dance around. He's and, you just know. patting him on the head. You know what I mean? He's patting him on the head the way Chase Owens, you know, patted Tiger Mask on the head and Corkin the other night and said. Good Tiger. Did you see that match? Yes. That was a lot of fun. He patted him on the head. Mm-hmm. He called him Good Tiger. And Tiger Mask wasn't having that shit. He slapped him right across his face. That was a good match. It wasn't bad. We can segue right into Best of the Super Juniors from that. Let's do it. Yes. See Let's please <laughs> stop talking about TNA. It's... I, people love it, though. I, I love it to an extent, too. My God. It's just, it's. I mean, this <sighs> big dog, he just makes the same points over and over. It's really bad writing. It's really terrible writing. The fact that he is like the patron saint of their like the written staff is just it, it's it's really bad stuff too. And he like he, he uses like inconsistent spacing between sentences. Like sometimes it's one period, sometimes it's three, and it, it's so hard to read. I, I don't get I, it's so bad. Well, that site just infuriates well, me. <laughs> I mean, really, what is he? What's he really trying? Why is he waving this sort of? Why is he extending this olive branch? I don't even know. I think it, it like you said, and, and the, the moment when I finished reading it, I said he is basically opening it up to saying, "Hey, look, we can become the Ring of Honor site if you guys all want to." Like that's what it seems. Understanding because like. they're probably making money off the site, and he doesn't want it to die. He just said he wasn't making money off the site. Well, he's lying, probably. He said they don't have ads, didn't he? Say they don't right. have ads, and they don't. I I I have their ad block on, so I, I don't know exactly. For, I think he said that they don't have ads i mean yeah well i mean it would make sense I mean, he says they're not looking for it if they get it eh, you know it's not, it is what it is he said they're not looking for it so that i i, I couldn't tell you i don't know but there, there's got to there's something more it, it's it's preparing for life after i think all right big dog sucks tna sucks come on let's talk about there you go the end move on best of the super juniors uh, has not sucked so far okay so best of super juniors how many of the shows have you seen I have seen now. I've seen. I think I've seen every single one now, uh, including the little spot shows. The only one I haven't seen is the one that aired uh, this morning. I have not seen that one yet. I'm not sure if it's. It's not even up yet. I don't believe by the time we're recording this. So that one I have not seen. But I've seen just about everything else. So 5:31, which has not. You're right. As we, and it's still yeah. As we record, nobody has seen that. Uh, you've seen the rest. Anything jumping? I have seen the rest. Anything yeah. jumping out at you? Who are your standouts so far? Uh, so far, my standouts. Um, Definitely been a big fan of uh, Kamatsu, I think, in general. And I think uh, everybody's sort of agreeing and, and starting to see for him is really, really standing out. In terms of w- what I've really noticed him as well is in those shows when you don't have the, the commentary, just kind of the single camera shows of how over that guy is. Like, people love him in Japan. I mean, they're, they're, he's a big deal there. And they're really – they get into his moves. They get into his comebacks. They get into all this stuff, which is crazy. I mean, he's ready to go. I mean, that, that's a guy you got right now on that roster. If you counted him as, as a real piece of it, you could easily do it. He's been – I think he's been great. Um, Kyle Riley, I've liked his contributions a lot as well. I I think he's really showing himself. Um, Kevin Ario, uh, again, is another guy who, and, and that's, I mean, that's obvious. I mean, that guy just will go, it, it could be a house show in front of, you know, 25 people and he's still doing that splash off the top rope to the floor. And just, he, he's a guy that just exudes a lot of charisma as well. Um, I've been somewhat impressed with, um, David Finley's been okay. I mean, he's, he's, he's very basic. You know, he's kind of rough around the edges for some stuff. But as far as, I mean, advancement, I mean, he's not like, he doesn't look like a, a first day wrestling school guy. Do you get that vibe as well? I think he he, he understands he understands what to do. It's very similar to what we saw with Jay White 
uh, during his first few you know matches where it's like, okay, he doesn't have the refinement there, but the guy understands the momentum. He understands how to work a crowd. He understands, you know, the basic stuff that 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 you don't need to teach this guy. It's going to be a lot of refinement for him, but he's got the basic stuff down. I thought he's been he's been impressive so far. I uh, my list is similar to yours. I think Komatsu has just been jumping off the screen, and Absolutely. I think it was obvious the very first match of the very first night of the tournament was uh, Komatsu versus Jushin Liger. And it, to me, it's still been the best match of the tournament. I don't, oh, no doubt. I, I yeah. don't think any match has, has been as good as that match yet. And it will probably be the best match of the tournament until the finals. Um, something on the final night or maybe the final itself uh, will top it because they tend to go all out for that. But um, from that point forward, I mean, Komatsu, he's just jumping off the screen. And there's just something there with that guy. Uh, we spotted it years ago. A lot of people are, are on that train now. The guy just has it. And um, the match versus Liger was great. He seems so enthused to actually be doing something meaningful Yeah, uh, that he's in this tournament. And it's he's got a fresh Lanza haircut. He came out the first night with his fresh haircut. Hey, listen, Did you see that? Fresh haircut, fresh confidence. I try to tell people that all the time. You're feeling down in the dumps. You're not feeling confident. Go get a haircut. Yeah, you, you, you'll, you'll find reasons to leave the house if you have yourself a nice fresh haircut. I'm telling you, that's, 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 a, that's a proven lands of theory. Get that fresh haircut. Get that confidence up. And you're right. He did get himself a fresh haircut. And, uh, you know, David Finley, here's a guy who I think you, you kind of nailed that one too. I mean, you stole a lot of my narratives here. Um, look, this guy's no rookie. And, you know, he's been wrestling for a while. I had never seen him before, though. I had heard people talk about him. I heard people say that he was impressive. Basically... Now that I've seen four or five David Finley matches, he's exactly what you think the son of Fit Finley would be like. Yes, a <laughs> great European uppercuts, like picture perfect European. I love those European uppercuts S- he throws. Uh, stiff as they're so good. Stiff <laughs> as fuck, or at least he. Oh or yeah. At least he looks like he's stiff as fuck. Um, the best side headlock in the business. I mean, when he wrenches in that side headlock, I mean, it's good. It's a good one. It's yeah. good because it makes it looks like it's painful. It's not this right. It's not the dumb NXT like let's just hold each other for two minutes yeah, while the like happens. Exactly, yeah. he's wrenching it in. He's making faces, um, and and what I like about him is he really brings a different style to the table than a lot of these guys. His matches have a whole different feel, and I think he's fitting in very well. And I'm excited about uh, what they what he can do moving forward. Um, Kevin Ariel, look. If he's not one of your top two or three guys who have stood out, I don't know what matches you're watching. This guy's loaded with charisma, great worker. Um, he he, the way he interacts with the crowd, and that really yeah. jumps out on the single cam shows with the no commentary. Um, he really connects with the crowd and interacts with the crowd in great ways. And you know, I just want to speak about you know, I I think on the night it was either the night four or the night five review that I wrote. You know what I'm really getting tired of, Rich is people uh, uh, you know, knocking him for the splash to the outside. It's, it's like, you know, and, and, and a lot of that could be people just piggybacking on Dave. We all know how Meltzer, you know, pounds home the point of people not working safe. and ah, He's not going to be able to work and walk in 20 years. And it's like, okay, it's not your fucking knees. What do you care if this guy does, you know, it's like you have all these people on Twitter and all these people on message boards, and they're—it's a great fucking move, and it looks great, and half—and it pops the crowd every single and, time. And too. half the time, if you watch closely, he's not even landing on his knees; he lands like torso first on the opponent, 
bounces his toes off of the ground. There's times where he lands on his knees. And I'm not saying, look, the move probably will destroy his knees, okay? In five or six years, he'll probably never do the move again because he's starting to feel it in his knees. But my whole thing is, why complain about it? Just enjoy it. It's a cool move. They're not your fucking knees. And, and this is different and nuanced from the whole head, uh, chair shot to the head thing. At least with the chair shots to the head and the head dropping stuff, you can make the argument of, okay, that stuff will kill you. That can kill somebody. I can see people who are – and we've seen it. We've seen guys get brain damage. We don't have to rehash the whole Benoit thing. We've seen that chair shots to the head and head drops can be very damaging to people and, 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 and can be very – and I can understand that side of the argument even though, again, I very much disagree with it and I think it's their bodies and they can do whatever the fuck they want with their own bodies. I at least understand people who argue against that stuff. This isn't his brain. This isn't his head. These are his knees. Why is it of your concern to the point that you get – angry that this man is choosing to do this to his own knees. It doesn't make any sense to me. They're his fucking knees. Let him worry about his knees. All I know is when he does the move, I think it looks great. So I hope that, yeah. I, and, and here's the thing too. He doesn't do it every match. So these people out there telling you that he's doing this every match, he's blowing his knees. How much Cavanario are they watching? This might be the first week of Cavanario they're ever seeing because he doesn't do it every match. I've seen plenty of Cavanario. I've probably seen 20 of his matches He's maybe done the move seven or eight times in the matches that I've seen. He's not doing right. it every time. And he's not always landing on his knees. Leave him alone. Don't worry about his knees. Worry about your own knees. Don't worry about his knees. I just wanted to get that off my chest. It drives me nuts. Everyone's so concerned with his knees. I'm all fired up. You want to break down the uh, blocks here real quick and, and, <sighs> and kind of give our, uh, give our thoughts who's, uh, who's emerging yeah, why don't you do this? Give the do you have the current standings? I do. Yes. Okay, let's give the standings. But okay, for the people who happen to listen to this before the five thirty one show, okay, if you're gonna whine about spoilers, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm spoiling it for you right now. We're gonna give standings now. Like, if you really care that much, I mean, come like on, what are you doing? Five percent of the people who listen to this podcast will hear it before that show um, emerges, but. You know how we feel about spoilers. It's news. It's out there. We're about to talk about it. Wait for turn it off right now. If you don't want to hear the standings, wait for the Gagne time, the Gagne time stamps. Do whatever you gotta do. We're gonna give the standings. And I tell you what, let's not even give the results from five thirty one. No, I'm just gonna give. I'm just gonna give the numbers and the blocks. Give, We're just gonna go with that. Let's give the standings. So all these babies who like to whine about the spoilers, skip forward about five minutes. Go ahead. Okay. So we got the A block here. We got a, a, a nice big tie at the top. We got Kyle O'Reilly with six, uh, Ruske to Gucci with six, Chase Owens with six, surprising Chase Owens six, and then Justin Thunder Liger also at six. So a four-way tie at the top of block A right now. Uh, Beretta's got four. He's tied with Gato for, I guess, second, <laughs> who also has four. And then Yohei Kamatsu uh, very far behind the pack with the old zero. Well, he, he's not going to win a match. But how, no. how many of those guys, do they all have the same amount of matches? Uh, thus far, we'll see... They should, yeah. They, they should be okay by now, I think. You don't have the win-loss in front of you, just the points? I don't have the win-loss. No, no. I'm just, just looking at the numbers right now. I don't want to... Uh... Well, that's the block that we figured would be in play. Yeah, and there's there's a good number. Who, who still has a chance in that one? I mean, I think O'Reilly. Well, it's hard I to tell Taguchi. without knowing how many matches are in the books. I don't know 
Yeah, let's There's see here. Let me, let me do a quick. Six points and being three and two and six. Points. Oh, I, I forgot to mention Kevin Ario is also tied in second with four as well. So uh, Kevin Ario's got one, two, three, four matches under his belt. It looks like everyone's got four. Uh, Chase Owens has five. See. Um. S- yeah. Owens. Liger's got five. So it's a little. Yeah, we're a little. Uh, we're a little. A little screwed up right now because yeah, Taguchi, um, Owens, and Carvin. Uh, who did I say? Yeah, Owens, Liger, and Taguchi look to like they have five already. Sorry, it's a little bit hard to uh, look at this right now based on. Yeah, so it's it's going to be different. Yeah, because there's a little uneven so right now. Some have five, some have so four. Some yeah. are three and two, some are three and one. And what's important about that is which ones still have Komatsu in front of them because that's gonna, that's right. another win. Yeah, Husu so, Komatsu has not faced yet. He has not faced Kavanario. What's, Ko- what's Komatsu's record? Uh, Komatsu is 0 and 1, 2, 3, 4 right now. So he's got three matches left. Yeah, he's got Kavanario, uh, Beretta, and Taguchi. So Taguchi's going to get get a bump up. So Taguchi um, has eight. Taguchi has eight, and Beretta. Yeah, hypothetically, yeah. Kavanario has six, and Beretta, and Beretta has yeah, six. Those two guys have yeah. six. Taguchi has eight. How many matches does that leave Taguchi other than – so you said Taguchi was three and two. Taguchi will have a match against Chase Owens, Liger, and then Komatsu. So he has three matches left. He'll have eight mm-hmm. points. He's going to beat Chase Owens. Yeah. That's ten. I'm telling you, unfortunately, Taguchi's winning this block. Yeah, that's, that was my prediction as well. Uh, his opponent on the last night, I don't know if I have the schedule in front of me. Let me see if I can fire that up here real quick. Should be on the New Japan English site. Yeah, the Super Juniors schedule. Yeah, let me fire that up here real quick. I believe. Um, I mean, if if they're thinking they probably have Let Liger, but we'll uh, we'll find out here real fast. Fortunately, it's not very exciting radio, but try to get the schedule. I, I yeah, it, I got it. I got. It. Yeah, you get to fire it up. You probably had it ready to go. It. It's the fifth. It's in Cork and Hall. Yeah. Um, and really, it's more the, the the. We'll talk about the other block in a minute, but uh, let's see. Yeah, there's no match orders yet. It is the fifth is the final round robin night, correct? I believe so. Yes. He's got Chase Owens the final night. He does, and Liger has uh, Kevin Ario. Yep. So I don't think that they're going to peak that night with a Taguchi Chase Owens match. So maybe that won't be how it plays out. Where they really got screwed on that, I'm going to tell you where they really got screwed on that on that final round robin night. They had Kushida Alex Shelley scheduled. Yeah. Which was clearly very going to win that block. Yeah, who was going to win that block? Going to be, be the winner two. moves on in the block, but but Shelley got hurt after the first match. He gets hurt every year in this tournament. It's ridiculous. And now that's out the window. So I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, because she's not even scheduled right now. Have, well, <laughs> and he's not going to be. He doesn't have a match. Right, yeah. So he's just getting the free win. They're going to have to find a creative way to rebook that entire block to where someone has to be in a position to tie Kushida but have a head-to-head win over him if they if they tie him. Mm-hmm. But that, and we'll get to that in a little bit. It's going to be hard. That because... person's going to have to lose because Kushida's obviously winning the block. Yeah. That's a horrible way to peak the final night. It's going to be really hard to do. I, I, when we get to that block, I'll, I'll, I'll let you see. It's going to be very hard to have that happen. So so anyway, with the A block, Taguchi, Chase Owens, Liger. Okay, so it looks like Liger-Cavanario is going to be the key match. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going to happen. Because Komatsu-Beretta, that won't mean anything. They'll make sure Beretta's out of it before that point. And then Gato will be out of it by that point. 
Uh, what about O'Reilly? O'Reilly has – we're forgetting about O'Reilly. Yeah, O'Reilly has uh, Kevin Ario left to go, Chase and Owens, Gato uh, and Gato. Yes, yeah. Uh, how many points do you have? Six? He has six right now. He's tied with, with, with Taguchi, Owens, and Liger. I'll tell you for what. First. Then forget it. That's what they're going to – they're going to peak it with the O'Reilly-Gato match because Gato's super over in Corkin. Yeah. So Gato's going to be in the role of spoiler. Taguchi's going to beat Owens. Did O'Reilly face Taguchi yet? Uh, O'Reilly has – he lost to Taguchi. So Taguchi owns that tiebreaker, and then Taguchi is going to face uh, Liger uh, in the next few days, and we'll probably get that tiebreaker as well. Wait, O'Reilly faced Taguchi or no? Uh, O'Reilly did face Taguchi, yes. Who won? Uh, Taguchi. So Taguchi beat O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. So O'Reilly has to finish with more points than Taguchi. He can't tie him. He can't tie him, no. And Taguchi still has Komatsu in front of him and Owens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Liger. He could lose the Liger. That's no problem. He can't lose the other two. But then Liger's going to have – no. So Taguchi's going to have 10 points no matter what way you cut it. Yeah, but but look at Liger. So Liger has, has Taguchi. So say he loses. Um, then he – because he wouldn't be in play then. Because then he would – even if he beat – you see what I'm saying? He would need to... I think Taguchi would have to win that one. If Taguchi beats Liger, then he's only going to have one loss the whole tournament. Yeah. Well, because Liger then has Carbonario and, and Taguchi. So if he beats Taguchi... That puts him at... Yeah. Liger can... Eight. Liger can lose to Carbonario, though, on the last day. Yeah, true. I guess. It, it, it's got to come down... Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't see how O'Reilly. If O'Reilly lost to Taguchi, I don't. Why don't I remember that match? Yeah, I don't remember that either. <laughs> I'm sure, that happened. I don't remember. It says right now. Yeah, maybe that was. Uh, was that the one that hasn't maybe emerged that was yet? Last, yeah, maybe that was. O'Reilly can't win. It'd be very tough. If what no. you're telling me is true because he'd have to have more points than Taguchi. I don't see how that can happen if Taguchi still has Owens and Komatsu in front of him. If that if all that information is true, O'Reilly can't win. Which a lot of people are going to be disappointed about. Mm-hmm. So it it is going to come down to Taguchi and Liger. And Taguchi's going to beat Owens, and Liger's going to lose the Cavanario. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so the big climatic match on the final night, because there will be no climatic match in the other block because Kushida unfortunately doesn't have a match, is going to be Cavanario versus Liger, is what it looks like. Yeah. If what you're telling me is all true. I don't know why I would lie. <laughs> no, well, unless it, no, if the results. Yeah, no, no, no. Total matches are off or something. Well, no, I've looked at both. I, I have two sources here that I've looked up and I, the, the points. I'm, I was looking at Wikipedia initially and the, the points they have are correct. So the points and the matches and all that stuff is, is correct. So, yeah. And then the B block, like we said. Well, the B block's going to be very interesting because Kushida's way out in front with 10 points right now. So he's got ten. That, are they uh, counting the Shelley win already? Um, I don't know if they are. I don't think so because he's got five wins. Then I think they are. They might. Oh, they are counting. Okay, they are counting the two, the, the forfeits already. Okay. Okay, so the f- that's not how I would do it. I would wait till the hit match happened. But either right, way, so yes. Kushida's got so ten. The forfeits are in play. Go ahead and read it. Yeah. So the forfeits are in play in this particular one, and this is how um um Parisian Spirit um the tumbler has it as well. So Kushida's got ten points. Uh, Dorada has six. Tiger Mask six. Nick Jackson, six. Rocky Romero, six. So those guys are all tied for uh, four-way tie for second. Bobby Fish has four. Alex Shelley has two, but of course won't add any more. And then David Finley has zero. Is Kushida five and oh? 
Kushida's five and one. Who did he lose to? He lost to what the hell was that match? Uh, Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson. Okay. That was How many one. points does Nick Jackson have? Uh, Jackson has six. Okay. Is there a way to get Nick Jackson in a position where if he beats Bobby Fish on the final night, he can? He'd have to beat Dorada as well. So if Jack, what's Jackson got in front of him? Dorada, Bobby Fish. He's got Dorada and Bobby Fish. That's it for uh, him. And he's done. Yeah. All right. So Nick Jackson needs to beat both of those guys. What's Kushida got? Because uh, she's got Rocky Romero, so we'd have to lose to Rocky Romero. But then can, Nick Jackson would hold the tiebreaker. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. No, so he has – so that then it's impossible because if yeah. Kushida loses, loses to Rocky Romero – no, no. Here's what's going to happen then. Kushida, Kushida can lose to Rocky Romero, okay? But then Nick Jackson has to beat – if he beats Dorada, he has to lose to Bobby Fish on the final night. Right, so or, else, or else – yeah, he would win the block, so, which so I don't think is the what plan. They're, what they're going to do is – I'm going to tell you what they're going to do then. They're going to have – Romero is going to beat Kushida, okay? And then he – the climatic match in that block will be Romero-Dorada on the final night, and Dorada will be the spoiler. You can have either Bobby Fish or Dorada be the spoiler – yeah, because because Romero will have David. He still has a David Finley match left up, so that's that's another win for him. Oh, oh, he's got Finley, and then he would be Kushida, so he'd be at ten though. So he'd be at the No, hold yeah. On. So he's got yeah. David Finley and Dorada, and that's it. Yeah, David Finley. No, David Rocky Romero has David Finley, Dorada, and Kushida. So I don't think that's going to work then. So if he he's going to beat Finley, that'll give him eight. Right. But he can't. But if you if in your scenario if he beats Kushida, right. then he owns the tiebreaker over Kushida. So they yeah, can't right. do that. Which, so he has to lose no. to Kushida. Yeah. So it's going to come down to Fish and Jackson. Fish is going to beat Jackson. Right, there's no, there's no drama. There's, what about Dorada? Can Dorada? Uh, Dorada has Bobby Fish, uh, Nick Jackson, and then Rocky Romero left for him. And he has how many points? He currently has six. And he, and he lost to Kushida. He yes, did lose night. to Kushida, yes. Yep. So he would have to finish with more points. So he can tie, He could have ten going into the final night. Yes. And, and lose the tiebreaker. And then yeah. lose to Romero. But only if Romero loses to Kushida. Exactly. Because otherwise, then Romero would win the block. They're in a tough spot here. This is not good. They're in a tough spot here. Gato's got to be kicking We're forcing drama here. There's really They're going to have to do one of these scenarios. They can't can't go into it with Kushida having it locked up. So you can have Dorada go into that night with 10 since he lost to Kushida. So what do you think they're going to – now what about Fish? How many does he have? Uh, Bobby Fish has what did I say six? Tiger, no, he's got four. Tiger. He's got four. So forget Fish. Yeah, he's got a, he, He'll beat Finley, but then he has only Nick Jackson and Gerada left to go. So he'd be the perfect spoiler for Nick Jackson because he won't be in it. Right. Tiger Mask had six right off the bat. Is he is he still sitting on six? Uh, Tiger Mask has David Finley left to go. That's it. And he has six. Yeah, so he's got six. So, so he'll he get won to eight. those first three and then lost his next three. Yeah. So he's out because he can't get to ten, and he lost to no, Yoshida. No. Exactly. He'll, he'll beat David Finley, and that'll be eight, and then he, he's done. So Tiger Mask and David Finley are officially eliminated. They are. Yes. Because Ma- Mask yep. can't get to ten. Fish has six, but has three matches left. Yes. He's not officially so he, eliminated. No, he has no. four. He has four, but three matches left. Yes, he has four or three matches left, and he lost to Kushida. So he could – yeah. yeah. He's out. He, can't, he can only match Kushida, and he lost to him. Right, exactly. So he'd lose that tiebreaker. Yep. If they already had their match, he's out. So Fish is out, which means my dream of Fish Guido in the final is out. Yeah, no, that, I think that's done. Uh, Tiger Mask and Finley are out. So, Gunnearhead, 
either Nick Jackson, Rocky Romero, or Dorada. They're going to build the drama about, around one of those three. There's going to be no drama because whoever is going to Rocky. Be, I think it's going to be Rocky. Go that, Romero. But for that I, to happen, yeah. he has to beat Kushida. Yeah. Is that mathematically <laughs> possible? Because he has six. No. Yeah, no. Because if he it's beats Kushida, well, if he beats Kushida, he has eight. And then he has to lose. Then he has to lose. He only has two matches left. Uh, Romero has three. He's got Dorada, David Finley, and Kushida, but he's oh, going to beat Finley. He's so not going to beat Essentially Finley. two, yes, right. So Romero is not mathematically out, but he's out. Um, because he no, because he's going to get to he's going to get to eight no matter what with the with the Finley. Okay, let's give him those. So he's got eight. Then he, he's got then eight. He has Dorada and Kushida and finishes with Dorada. Yes. He can't beat Kushida though, because then he no, exactly goes. right. No, I no, I know. Unless he well yeah yeah no he cannot. So technically, yes, he. The, the only way for him to be in play, oddly enough, is to lose to Kushida before the Dorada match. Exactly. You could have Dorada. You have to. Here's what they're gonna do. They're gonna have Dorada at ten, Romero at eight, and that's gonna be the final match. The, mm-hmm. if, and and no, you can't do that either because then whoever wins wins the block. <laughs> right. Well, no, uh, yeah, no, yeah, right. You can't do that. Can't, That's why I said it. You can't. There's nothing you can do. Because she just wins and it's over. There's nothing you can do to have. I told you that when we started it. There's. I, I was going through it earlier today, and I was like, "There's nothing." There's, I mean, we, you got pretty close. I thought you had something, but no, that won't work either. There's so. no scenario where you could have the Dorada Romero match, winner move on. No, it, and Nick Jackson's the only one that could possibly matter. And so that it's going to be Nick Jackson in a dead match against Bo- against a dead match. <laughs> right, right. Where if he wins, he and Fish is just going to fish hook him and beat him. Well, which okay, then you could build up some drama for a future junior uh, tag oh, match. Yeah, but there's yeah, no that's reason it. Fish can't beat him. But I'm saying, I tend to think they're going to have either Romero or Dorada in play, but not both. <sighs> yeah. I mean, Nick Jackson. Dorada could do it. Dorada could definitely do it. If you just forget Romero, then yeah, Dorada could probably do it. Maybe Kushida doesn't win the block like we all think. Yeah. I, who knows. You know, if Kushida... Yeah, we're, we're going through this whole scenario with the obvious thing of, well, how do you get around him winning? But maybe, maybe, you never know. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe that's the deal. Maybe it would be great, actually, if Kushida doesn't win the block because then you could do a lot of awesome things with those two matches. Because then you could have all those guys in play if you're not worried about Kushida winning. You could have Kushida in the mix with his 10 points, needing people to lose... But then have one of them win. I mean, it'd be it'd almost be better if he wasn't such a sure thing to win the block. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that's why we're having trouble here because we're trying to figure out a way to to make it work now, with that. If, but if Shelley wasn't injured, it would have been easy. Their match would have went on last, and the winner would have moved on. Yeah, that was clearly the plan. So it's 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 really hard to tell. I really don't know with the A block either where they're going to go. Um, we kind of went over that. Anyone but. Taguchi, please. Anybody but Taguchi. I'm okay with any of the with O'Reilly. I'm okay with Liger. I'm okay with Cavanario. I'm okay with any. I'm okay. I'd rather see Chase Owens in the final than Taguchi. I anyone but Taguchi. Please. It's gonna be Taguchi. I'm on my hands and knees, literally right now. I wish this would shake them ropes. You'd see me on my hands and knees, with my hands in the praying position. No Taguchi in the final. Is there a way we can get to that? No Taguchi in the final. Please, I'm begging. There's going to be a lot of butt bounces in that one, so he's so bad. 
Are you finally on board with me as, as him being just the absolute fucking worst? Now that he's doing nothing but ass attacks, I have no interest in Tegu. Okay, all right. But the fact of the matter is, I almost can't blame the guy because he never had any charisma. All of his charisma is in NXT right now. Any charisma that man ever had left and went to NXT, all right, when he was in that tag team. So he's at least doing some kind of character work and making himself. <laughs> I guess you could call it that. <laughs> so, something because he's wearing glasses and being wacky and weird and like it's so bad. It's it's like it's like a dumb friend that's just trying to be funny and it's like nobody is nobody laughs. You, you know what exactly I mean? Like he does the thing and people come out and they look at him and they're like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, you're right. You're embarrassing yourself. Dumb like, friend trying to be funny. You're absolutely right. Um, and I really have no interest in him in this final now. As far as some of the other things that have stood out to me. Um, you know, O'Reilly's not knocking my socks off here in this tournament. I know a lot of people disagree with that. I've seen people say that he's been sort of a standout. Uh, you know, Gato, in both of his Cork and Hall matches, the first one, of course, was the main event against Taguchi. Uh, Gato sold that motherfucker out, by the way. That's a sellout for Gato. That's, uh, he sold out. <laughs> You're giving so, it to him. And, and I, for the Observer Hall thing. And in the second Cork and Hall show, I would also like to note that Bobby Fish sold that one out since he main evented the second Cork and show. <laughs> so Gato and Bobby Fish are both selling out buildings in Japan. I just want to make note of that. But yeah, so the first match was the was the match against Taguchi, and that was an excellent match with amazing crowd heat. Did you enjoy that match? Yes. Oh yeah, that was awesome. That was great. And then all the post match stuff with uh, with uh, with uh, Gato and Okada, which was funny because, you know, if you read the, I don't know if you read the, did you read the translation? For the I did read the translation. Yeah, they were pretty great. Yeah. I mean, geez, d- these guys as a comedy team, I mean, fantastic stuff. You know, uh, Okada and Okada's reactions when Gato pulled off the win. Yes. Was, his reactions all night were great. That, that whole first night is great for Okada commentary booth because they just turned to him. And I, and I don't know everything he was saying every single time, but his faces were great. They, they were, they were so, so, so good. And then, yeah, when he won, yeah, him jumping up and down and screaming and, you, it was just, it was so good. You always talk about it, who, that whoever directs these shows for New Japan does such a fantastic job. So he wins it with the Gato Clutch, and they immediately cut to Okada, who, who is just going apeshit at ringside because Gato won the match. And then uh, Gato called him out afterwards because Okada's like, yeah, you know, I always had your back. I, you know, you're going to win the whole thing. And Gato's like, no, you, you picked O'Reilly to win the tournament. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, so Okada, so Okada, you know, yeah, you know, I picked O'Reilly first, you know, but now I believe in you, and I'm behind you, and the crowd is just, you know, they're all rolling on the floor laughing. These guys, this is in this again. It's a reality show waiting to happen this here. This is one of those things that inspires me to fucking learn Japanese because I wanted to so you can how, understand what they're saying exactly. Yeah. You know, instead of reading the translations after the fact, but um, you know, I really think, you know, th- this particular and then his match against Liger. Again, same thing. Crowd chanting, Gato, Gato, Gato. The second Corkin show against Liger. I mean, the guy's just over in that building to a tremendous degree. And um, I, I really think that, it, it, you know, I, I hope that, you know, one day they pair up, you know, Gato and Okada and have them go after the tag belts. I don't think they should win them. You know, I think Gato should, you know, valiantly, you know, uh, he'll be a junior against heavyweights. I understand that. But people saying using that as a reason why they can't do it, I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't know, man. They're breaking a lot of those rules. These, you know, I, sure. It's it's it, it's it's not. I you know we always say this is not 1978 anymore. You know, it's you can do what you want. You do know, that, it's, yeah, it's, do whatever. <laughs> it's there's no reason you can't do a little title program and and have them go after the tag belt. See, look, I'm not saying you main event Dominion with it. You do it in Cork and Hall. 
You know what I mean? You have them go against a Bullet Club team or whoever you know happens to be champion. You do it in Cork and Hall, and Gato gets pinned, and that's fine. But you know, it'd be off the charts heat for something like that. It'd be a lot like yeah. Oh yeah, and it, it, it distracts Devin. the guys too. People, it, it, whatever. It distracts the main event. I mean, the main event guy doesn't always have to be you know thinking it. It's whatever. I mean, if there's a scenario coming up soon where Okada's got a few months where he's got nothing going on and and needs to get out of the way for a little bit, yeah, why not? Yeah, so I mean, I, it's it's it'd be a lot more interesting than you know than Okada teaming with Yoshihashi. I right? Say. Do we need? I, I would rather see that than a bunch of fucking six mans with yeah with, with with Okada, Yoshihashi, and someone else beating the Bullet Club I mean, over we, and over and over and over and over again. Seen like, Okada and Gato team up together a million times against heavyweight teams on house shows. So you're telling me that it's gonna break all sorts of taboo rules if they you know if if, if they give them a little title shot in Cork and Hall. I mean, I don't understand that line of thinking. I just don't. Um, you know, tradition, yeah, I get it. But it's, it's you know, it's, look. Look, New Japan's not going to fold if Gato gets a stupid tag team title <laughs> shot. Okay? It's not a big deal. We don't know that. We don't know that for yeah, sure. But it, it, it's, it's not a problem. The point is, he's really hot in that building, and it, his matches are always fire in that building. I don't understand why people would be resistant to something like that. But, yeah, so, you know, I just wanted to mention both of his matches. You know, the Taguchi match, um... Look, if it was in any other building, it, it, that's one of those matches where the crowd brought the match up. I think there's no question about that. Sure. Um, if it was in any other building, it just would have been a match. But because it was in that building and the people were so firmly behind Gato in that Taguchi match, and, and I didn't know the results when I watched it, you know, it really it popped me. I don't know about you when you saw it. You were probably spoiled. I was um, spoiled, yeah. But it's still, it was still fantastic. I, I was still kind of surprised, even though it happened. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure when it happened exactly. So I, I still had. I still popped a little bit. Did you see a, another standout match for me? Were the, actually two tag matches on the on the second Corkin show. The first one was Hanma and Jay White. Was it Hanma and Jay White? No, it was Hanma and Finley. Right? Hanma and Finley against Komatsu and Tanaka. Which was the opener? Yes, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. What a hell of a match that was, right? It was really good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, jeez. Shockingly good. I, I was gonna skip it, and then I kind of. What are you? I, I was basically. No, no, no. What I was gonna do is I was gonna get about five minutes in. If it wasn't really doing anything, I was because I was a little bit low on time or whatever, and I was like, ah, whatever. You know, I want to get to the super junior stuff. And then five minutes in, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty interesting. And then in, like ten minutes later, I was like, oh, I'm glad I stuck with it. Like, you know what I mean? It was, it was incredible. Yeah, it was really, really good. Like, I, I think I forgot who did the review for us on that one. I think it was Brian Rose, but he was like, hey, look, this is one of the best matches we've seen in the past two weeks. Like, or this tournament, really it's was. really it good. Was one of the best matches of the tour. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, you know, uh, Show Tanaka looked like yeah. Had a little fire under his ass because he did. Yep. Here's his contemporary, this Komatsu guy, getting a big opportunity, um, you know, to be part of this tournament. And you know, Tanaka's doing ring boy duty and working openers that aren't airing on New Japan World. And uh, he had a little fire under him uh, for that tag match. And Finley looked good. And, and when does Hanma not look good? I mean, oh yeah. You know, Hanma always looks good. So that's not a match. If you're if you're if you're thinking along, uh, you, you, you know like rich here thinking you should skip that one i strongly suggest that you do, do not, not. Yeah. <laughs> um that may have been the best all right so we're back it looks like we keep uh dropping connection today rich and of course most people probably would have never noticed that because of course you do the tremendous back-end work and have been piecing this thing together but this last time that we dropped we forgot we didn't we couldn't figure out where we dropped so, <laughs> so fuck it so yeah. i'm just gonna move on whatever thought we were talking about i'm gonna move on i just wanted to mention one more match from the cork and show on the 30th was what's the uh the second tag match the second match of the night 
Wait, and I wanted to get your quick thoughts. It was uh, Cavanario and Chase Owens against Jay White and Tiger Mask. Do you have any strong thoughts on that? Because I, I do. don't. Yeah, no, I don't know if I do. I yeah, I'm trying to remember. As much as I love the opener, I may have liked this match even better. Really? Yeah, no, I watched, I watched it and I don't have any, I don't remember anything from it, to be honest Man, I'll with tell you. you. Maybe I'm the only one then. I, I'd love to know you what, must what be. other people think. But uh, this was, if this wasn't as good as the opening tag, which was very good, it was, wow. it was close. Here's what I loved about it. You had Cavanario and Chase Owens as the heel tag team that wasn't getting along with each other. Then you had Jay White as, you know what this was like? This was like an old school territory tag match with four guys who, do, who, who weren't involved in a current storyline. Okay, you got the two heels who typically don't team with each other. They're both heels, but they're not aligned with each other. They don't team together, and they're not really comfortable teaming with each other. Okay, that was Owens and Cavanario. And then on the other side, you got Jay White, who's that typical 1986 uh, territory blowjob babyface. <laughs> okay, and for people who don't understand the old school vernacular there, I'm not implying that Jay White is a homosexual man. I'm implying that, you know, these old school promoters would call the good looking young babyfaces blowjobs because they implying that it brings the women to the building. Okay, that's an old school phrase. Okay, don't blame me for that one. You can blame Jerry Jarrett for that one. Okay, that's Jerry Jay White's role here. And then you have Tiger Mask, the sweet new mohawk. Sweet, again, the sweet another new sweet new haircut. It helps because he was fired up in this match, and he did a tremendous job. And then you had uh, Tiger Mask as the guy who got stuck teaming with the undercard babyface. But what was great about this match is we got the grumpy Tiger Mask. The only time this guy is any good is when he's grumpy. Mm-hmm. And, and and under any other scenario, happy-go-lucky babyface in a meaningless 10-man tag, Tiger Mask. Right, oblivious to the rest of the world, just kind of does his thing and moves on. And, and basically stinks. There's a lot yes. of times where he's actively bad. But when Tiger Mask is playing that grumpy role, either the grumpy heel or, in this case, the grumpy babyface who's had enough of these heel shenanigans, that's when he's at his best. Because he can really come across as a real ass-kicker when he's grumpy. And he was grumpy here because of a great spot I alluded to earlier, which I knew you were out to lunch and didn't know what I was talking about because you didn't react to it. Chase Owens backed him into the ropes, okay? And this is the Chase Owens I'm familiar with, the cocky heel Chase Owens who bounces around these NWA territories, which I wish he would bring that to New Japan. And he just, for some reason, he can't break through and do it. He pushed Tiger Mask against the ropes. He patted him on his head. He petted his little tiger mane. And he says to him, good tiger. Which, which completely, Tiger Mask flips a fucking wig, slaps him in the face, you know, it goes off, kicks the shit out of him. And then from there, Owens and Cavanario can't get along. They're miscommunicating, but not, you know, they're kayfabe miscommunicating. Miscommunication spots, and they're pushing and shoving. And, uh, you know, Jay White played babyface in peril for a good five or six minutes in this match. And it was only, I think, a ten-minute match. And did a tremendous job at it. Okay, he made the hot tag to Tiger Mask. Tiger Mask tagged uh, rejuvenated Jay White back in, and he showed tremendous fire on, on his hot tag. There was a lot to like here. I'm surprised this match didn't make an impression on you. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I, I didn't – yeah, not as much as you. I thought that, that the first one was such a – I thought the opener was such much, so much more engaging and better than this. But, I mean, it was fine for what it was and for the guys that were in there. But, yeah, I, I don't know if – 
yeah, it's saying it's, it's equally as good as the first, uh, the opener. I, uh, I don't know if I can do that. But I, I got it, it was okay. What did Brian Rose rate the uh, opener? He gave it three. He gave, he gave the opener four and then this one three. Well, he's not uh, all that far off then. No, no, no. And, and I'd probably be in the same neighborhood. I thought the opener was a smidge below four. I probably would have went three and three quarters or something like that. And I probably would have went three and a quarter for the second match, which isn't drastically different than four and three. No, no. So... I don't know, Rich. I think you're the one out to lunch here. I don't. Uh, maybe I am. That's fine. I'm okay I, I with that. I don't think you're digging this. Let me tell you something. You're a t- you're a hard marker because I am a hard marker. And Chase Owens never does anything for me. So we've got you try. You keep selling it, but it's uh... but listen. I'll admit that he hasn't broken through in the way that I wish he would. I I know he, I've seen it, Rich. I know he has it in him. He's very good as a cocky little prick. He really is. He's you know how AJ is as a heel. AJ Styles, where yeah. he's a fucking prick and he wants to slap him in the mouth. This is going to come off as disrespectful towards Chase Owens, but it's really not meant to be that way. He's really like a dollar store AJ Styles when he's doing his heel act in the United mm-hmm. States. Whereas, look, he's no AJ Styles. But, I mean, AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know what I mean? That's kind of like, is it an insult to say a baseball player is no Mike Trout? I mean. Right, exactly. Right, right, So right. it's like, and when I say he's a dollar store AJ Styles, a lot of times when we use that dollar store phrase, it is meant to be disrespectful because someone's doing a cheap knockoff act. That's not how I mean it here. I mean it in a way where it's a similar act to the AJ Styles act, and he's good at it, but you just you can't be AJ Styles. There's only one AJ Styles right now. So I don't mean it in a disrespectful way, but this was the first match where I really thought we kind of saw that side of him in New Japan. This is what I see regularly when I watch his matches, either live or or. And I, he's a guy I, I go out of my way to watch him sometimes. You know, I, you know, I, I, that probably sounds nuts to people who only see him in New Japan. I don't think you think he's bad in New Japan. You just I don't. don't it's just yeah. You you came up. You came with a lot of hype for him, and it, it's every Did time I, I see him, I'm just up big? Uh, to an extent. I mean, you you, you put him over pretty big. I mean, not like you, not like you're saying, oh, you're going to love this guy and he's going to be great or whatever, but at least something. I, I just haven't seen a lot from him. It's been pretty basic, and, and that's it's okay to an extent. It, it, it's been, you know, it's the same thing I brought up with Steve Anthony. It, 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 when it was over, I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's just another NWA guy. Like, he he hasn't stood out as much for me. I, I just kind of consider him another line of, of, of guys coming from NWA. He hasn't done anything, really. That's made me think of him as anything more than just a, a, a temporary NWA. Other than that one, he had that one promo uh, with Tharp. Uh, for Liger and the one match with Liger as well. 